are listening to the Flood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. Give your Metal Mike Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, welcome to the Rocket Pod Expo recap edition of the Plug Podcast with Bushy and Metal Mike. I am Bushy, and you know my co-host, my brother from another mother, Metal Mike. How you doing? Man, dude, I'm doing fucking great. I'm still on a high from last weekend, man. I didn't want it to end. Um, It was an amazing time. And, and it was there's just so much about it. So let's get fucking started. Oh, hell yeah. And I feel that on a high thing. Uh, it, it always takes me a few days to recover. But normally I have a few days. I had to run right back into work. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still exhausted from last weekend. But, yeah, let's let's run right in. This is the 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 Bushy and Metal Mike meetup that almost wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. You talk about stress. I, I, I wasn't going and, and I wasn't going Wednesday, <laughs> you know, so it was literally mm. that late that I wasn't going, but the stars lined up and people love Bushy and it, it all worked out. The downside to that was I had to cancel an interview because uh, neither of us could make it. We were supposed to be able to interview Greg Bissonette, you know, the, the drummer from Eat Him and Smile, uh, David Lee Ross, you know, famed solo debut. And I had to get a hold of Tracy McAndrew, who handles all the scheduling for Rock and Pod. You know, I emailed her and said, look, uh, Metal Mike can't make it there on time. I'm not going to be there. I have to drive an hour the other way to pick up a car, come back, grab gear, head out. I think I thought it was like a six or seven hour drive. I said, I'm just not going to be able to do it. I'm sorry. So I had to cancel the interview. And when I got to the hotel in Nashville, because I arrived there before you did, when I got to the hotel in Nashville, I felt pretty good about myself. I looked at my watch, 240. Well, that's when the interview was going to be ending. I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. You know, it did. You know, when I walked into the lobby or up to the bar and I bullshit with people because there were people there already. I looked at my phone and that motherfucker said like 140, 145, and I was instantly angry with myself. I forgot about the time zones, Metal Mike. Did you do the whole Homer Simpson? No! <laughs> oh, no. I, I did the whole bushy. Fuck! Yeah, I, I, I hear you, man. I was like, oh, dude. You know, because I didn't think about it either, you know. Um, and you live in the time zone, dickhead. Yeah, but fuck, man. You know, you said you weren't <laughs> going to get there on time. I just took your fucking word for it, fucker. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, God. next time I'm going to be like, uh, time zone, bitch. Yeah, yeah, subtracted hour, dumbass. Yeah. But I also know that from here it only takes five hours now. So so, so that's the good thing. But I know I arrived a little before you did. The room wasn't ready. And then we had another fiasco there. Ugh. You know, unexpected fucking costs and you know fuck covid for this thing because the cost of a car rental i paid the same amount and you you saw the car oh yeah for for this itty bitty chevy fucking something that like a chevy cruise laughs at 
This is how small this fucking thing is. I'm pretty sure a Ford Smart Car lasts at this fucking car. It was so tiny. Cost me the same amount of money it cost me to run a big fucking Jeep. Uh, what was that fucking Jeep? I'm looking at my daughter. She doesn't know what it was. But it was this big Jeep SUV that I drove to New York to pick her up in in March and bring her back home. $60 a day, $300 deposit. I was like, wait, what? Like American? And that joke doesn't work down here because they don't understand that in New York, they take Canadian fucking money. (laughs) So it was so much more expensive. I finally get to the fucking hotel like, well, we need another $150. I I was like, "Uh, what? Like American? (laughs) So I had to get on a horn with you. He's like, hey, 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 dog. I felt like Cedric the Entertainer, you know. <laughs> like, hey, hey, I I could put something on it, you know. I I, I could put something on it. <laughs> so, but we got it worked out. We got the room. And when the hell did you show up? Because I was already starting to get cocked by the time you showed up. Uh, I'm thinking we got there. It was right around four in the afternoon, maybe four thirty. It was something like that. Um, we, we got a little held up because of the traffic in Nashville because we were like bitching. We're like, God damn it, we're going to show up right when fucking work traffic. And it, oh, and, yeah, hit, you hit rush hour. Yeah. So we finally get there, man. And uh, by that point, you'd already called me. Let me know about the room fiasco. I said, well, hey, man, let's see what I can do to fucking fix it. And, you know, and, and it, it, it irritated us both because I just felt like um, – not to talk shit on the place that this place was at, but I, I felt like they kind of tried to nickel and dime you to death sometimes um, with certain things, man, because there were certain things that happened with Bill later, and it was just like, man, you know. But anyway, we got that straightened out. We get there, and I walk in, and I'm looking for – I was mainly looking for you uh, for several reasons, and there I saw you, and I snuck up behind you. We said hi. We fucking hugged. Cause it's the first time we've ever met in person, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, first face to face. Yeah, all these years working yeah. together. We used to do the talk show, uh, nights of the turntable, right, that metal right. station. So you know, this was the first time we'd actually met in person, which was fucking awesome, you know. And then of course, I ran into like, uh, um, you know, Doctor Fuck and 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 all those guys, and just kind of sleeveless Rick, you know, and just bullshit with everybody having a good time. We go to our room. Get our, you know, get my stuff all taken care of. Come back downstairs, um, you know. As I said, took a picture with Ralph because I was wearing my Thrasher Die shirt. Uh, of course, I oh, realized yeah. Ralph probably would have took a photo of me anyway. But you know, hey, you know, he he appreciated the fact that I'm supporting his band. But I love his band. I mean, I was a Thrasher Die fan before I even knew about his YouTube reviews and and, and he wasn't even doing his podcast then, you know. So right. So basically, yeah, man. Uh, and then, of course, I, I ran into a lot of familiar faces like Baco from Cobras and Fire and, uh, you know, met a few other cool people. It was just a really cool vibe. Plus, we brought in I brought in a posse. Basically, I had with me my friend Jason Reith, who went before he had he had went before in 2018 and uh, and he brought his friend Dirt. Which I'm sorry, Dirt, I, I can't remember your real name, bro. But, you know, somebody we went to school with. And then, and then I brought Bill Doferildo, my co-host, uh, Bill Roseberry from the Metal Mike Show. And I brought in another fellow DJ from the station, uh, a friend of ours named Jason White, also known as OCD, who does reasonable yeah. volume 
on on that metal station. So it was like, and we were meeting up with Verno. Now that was the guy I was waiting to meet too. And for the longest time, I'm like, where the fuck is Verno? Is he showing up? Is he here? What's going on? And between all that, and of course, you know, I I, I saw Chris Senzak and Aaron. But actually, no, no, wait. I rewind that. I didn't see them until we got to the Mercy. Is it the Mercy Lounge? Is that what it's called? The, yeah, 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 Mercy yeah. Lounge. So, uh, yeah, we, you know, we kind of just had a few drinks and chilled out and stuff, had a few beers. And, and I hadn't ate since like 11 o'clock that morning when I went to this place, uh, this barbecue place with Bildo. And uh, we proceeded to go to the Mercy Lounge where the pre-party is at. And just... Literally, I mean, I ran in, you know, I ran into Ian. I think I may have ran into Ian at the hotel now that I think about it, you know. Uh, but then yeah. we, go to, we go to the Mercy Lounge and, uh, you know, just run into everybody there. And it was really cool, man. Like, um, I, I ran into a lot of cool people that were new to the podcasting world, too, man. Um, there was one guy, I can't remember his name, but I, uh, the podcast is... Uh, Sly Dog, which is a music cast, and really young guy, really cool dude, um, was a big admirer. Basically, said that Ralph and Ian was an inspiration for what he does, you know, as well as the sure. guys. And I think we can all kind of a, attest to that, you know. I was a little bummed out that uh, the Podfather wasn't there, though, Bush. That bummed it, me it out. It sucked Ken wasn't there, but you know, they spirit, had, a... but you know, it was like, you know, yeah, they. Well, they had a possible COVID scare. I mean, thankfully, everybody was good. But, you know, Ken, I mean, Ken, I love you, Ken. He's kind of a peace, love, and happiness, and I'm not going to you know, hurt anybody oh, ever. sure. I, I don't think this guy puts up fly strips or owns a fly swatter because he's just that nice a guy. Oh, he made our logo know? for our – he made our, our image for our podcast. I mean, right. you couldn't you – couldn't, I mean, I remember when I first met Ken, I was already a fan. I'd listened to podcasts a few times. And plus, he's got a ton of other podca uh, podcasts. Yeah, he's got Cheap Talk. Yeah. And the Pop or Pop or whatever, which is the pop culture one. Uh, pop is probably my favorite. His pop podcast is probably my yeah. favorite. Um, he, he does a tremendous job on all his podcasting. And, and I, I was a big fan, man. And, uh, and I met him in 2018, and I couldn't have – he was such a nice guy, um, took a liking to me immediately i think he made a total yeah i think he kind of knew who i was a little bit but you know um it's one of those things where he's even said we got to do something sometime metal mike we need to you know and i'm like so if you're listening ken whenever you want me on any of your podcasts you just let me know bro because i'm it would be an honor plus i'm a podcast tour i'm not gonna lie i mean you know <laughs> people want me on i'll come on fuck it you know <laughs> you know uh well, well, Ken Ken had a possible COVID scare, mm -hmm. so they did the responsible thing. And I know I made the joke earlier, but they did the responsible thing, you know. And it, you know, he backed out, you know, so that he wouldn't get dinged on the room and stuff. We know how expensive that was because these things aren't done at cheap hotels. No. And I and I remember the first Rocket Pod because you weren't at the first one, I wasn't at the second one, so I don't know the hotel experience at the second one. The first one, we were at the Inn at Opryland, and it was fucking gorgeous. Had two swimming pools, Starbucks, restaurants inside. Dude, gorgeous hotel. But the but the expo was at a fucking strip mall. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So it's grown exponentially. But, dude, he did the right thing. So, Ken, I was just fucking with you. You, you know Bushy. I love you, Big Daddy. <laughs> 
But like I said, he is truly the pod father and just a great guy, man. So I was a little bummed out that he wasn't there because I was really looking forward to seeing him catch up. That, that yeah. part sucked. But, uh, but I know he was there in spirit, you know. Uh, there was a few times oh, yeah. when I took pictures with people. He he commented on Facebook, so appreciated that. And we'll see you next year, big guy, hopefully. So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I got to tell you, here's the funny thing is I get there and I, you know, I walk up to the bar and I'm, Immediately, I'm starting to talk to Sleeveless Rick. And then this other cat walks up to me. He just decided, that guy looks like somebody I want to talk to. Now, admittedly, I have my... Dude, I think it's the cheesiest battle vest of all time. I'm not loaded with patches. I've got a few bands that I like a lot. But I've got this banging-ass Twisted Sister fucking back patch. And that was like the hit of the fucking expo, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. For me. I was constantly getting complimented. Dude, that fucking patch. Dude, wow. oh, that patch. Oh, man, that patch. I run into this guy. You know, he's got a he's blonde-headed guy. And he's got a mustache. And he's drinking, having a good time. And we just hit it off fucking immediately. He's like, hey, my name's Mike. Cool. Hey, and Nate, they call me Bushy, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He don't know who the fuck I am. Throughout the whole weekend... We ended up getting along, you know, just conversating, having a great time. That by the end of the weekend, we're walking up to each other. Hey, dude, and reaching in our pockets and pulling out the middle finger, you know. <laughs> just a cool guy. Metal Mike, this is the fucked up part. This is Mike Dawson, the producer of the fucking Adam Carolla show. And I never put it to fucking gather. Oh, wow. I knew he was, I knew he was there with Izzy Presley. I knew they were there together. I never put it together that this is Mike Dawson from the Adam Carolla Holy show. Holy shit. I didn't know that. He gives me his album. You know, uh, uh, Mike Dawson and the Smoking Kills. By the way, great fucking record. If you like rock and roll, do you like outlaw country, get that fucking record. In the middle of the night, I'm a superstar When the last call comes down, I'm alone at the bar But I don't let it get me down Cause I'm the last honky-tonk hero in town hell since I could spell my name. When I die and go to heaven, I'm gonna raise hell up again. And you're all saints when I'm around. Cause I'm the last honky-tonk hero in town. Everything I got What doesn't kill you It sure ain't killed me yet I see that dumpster fire And I light a cigarette Well I don't know where I'm going But I think I'm almost there I ain't got a lot But I brought more than enough to share My head is high My boots are on the ground And I'm the last Honky Tonk Hero Honky Tonk Hero in Town Honky Tonk Hero in Town 
time probably one of the best new friends that i made at the rocket pod this week. yeah you and him uh, really hit it off i talked to him a few times i had no idea who he really was though but yeah dude that's the producer of the adam carolla show awesome awesome so yeah i mean i so yeah obviously i was there longer than i thought by myself if you didn't get there till 4 4 30 but yeah i run into sleeveless rick talking to mike watching Ricky Rackman, but not having the balls to walk up and talk to him yet. Because, let me tell you this. And, and this is my third one. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, yeah, that's right, Scott Stein. I'm the VIP now, bitch, because ah! you missed. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. There's another person I missed seeing, you know, because well, I had he, such fun. With, said, I roomed with Mike Stein the last time I, uh... Scott. Scott Stein, I mean. That's what I said. Yeah. I'm getting... No, you said Mike Stein. I heard yeah, I know. Hey, fuck it, man. You know, we're talking about Mike's, and then I got Mike on the brain, obviously, because it's my name. But you know, and, and, right. and we all know I'm I'm the one that brings the the whole dynamic to this podcast. Oh, well. uh, and it's been such a good time talking to you, people. Today, we'll see you next time on Bushy and whoever's fucking better. <laughs> oh shit, you gotta admit that was pretty funny. That was good. That was good. Anyway. Uh, Scott, man, Scott, uh, we got along great. We actually, he, cause he hit me up about, Hey man, do you need a roommate or whatever? Ian told me to hit you up. And I said, fuck yeah, dude. So, you know, I went ahead and, and booked the room and all that. And then Scott came in there and paid me for his half in cash. So I was like, sweet. So I had plenty of spending money for vinyl that weekend, which was a good thing. Cause that's the one thing about this experience going as a fan and then going as a podcaster. It's two different things. I had an absolute fucking blast both times. It was fucking amazing both times, but I didn't get to check out as much vinyl as I would have liked, you know, because we were so busy with interviews and stuff, not complaining, just saying, you know, because like I said, I had an absolute blast. Look, both things. I I have to interrupt you real quick because I just had my daughter hand me my phones. I had to, read you this message this came uh, august 10th at 4:55. this is from scott stein it says looks like you're the new vip now bushy you've been to three occupies now to buy two lol <laughs> right right and i so that's right scott stein you are no longer the fucking vip you know, and, and I'll tell you what, it was an interesting thing because, you know, Scott, he's a Ravens fan and I'm a Steelers fan. And yet we were able to room together and get along great. So he's a good guy. Well, I'm sure That's because good. Ravens fan, Steelers fan, that means gay. Mm. 
Says the fucking Cowboys fan. Okay. Right. You know why? Because I'm a patriot, and that's America's team. Shit. Whatever. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, the because the, I was you showed up just in time for the pre-party mixer. Yes. Is what was going on down in the lobby. Yeah. And then, like you said, we went over to the Mercy Lounge, and oh, holy fuck! Yo, Leah Vendetta and Ricky Ratman, they got on stage, and I, I don't know what the love song was they sang together. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure that I liked it. <laughs> right. I mean, she was so fucking cute. Oh yes, pretty girl, man, very pretty. That I didn't care. Right, right. But then, you know, she left the stage, and Ricky picked up a bass, and he was so fucking funny. And I've shared this on my TikTok. I, I, I don't think I've shared it on my Instagram yet. But Ricky puts on a bass. He's like, look, I've got to give you guys a fucking disclaimer here. I picked up the bass eight, uh, you know, eight days ago. And, dude, they did some fucking Ramones, man. Ricky Rackman sang and played bass. And, oh. Then, what, fucking, was it Resistant Bite next? There were so many good acts, well, I can't remember it all because I was so drunk. Before we got there, before even Ricky Rackman took the stage, they had a... Uh, Vinny came on there. Well, uh, Vinny came on there, and so did Carmine, and they did like a a rendition of a, um, you know, Hot Legs, and then it was like an all star. You know, people from, you know, I think Ace Frehley's band and Gene Simmons' band was there, and they were all jamming out, yeah, man. And then yeah, they're called the Talisman. Yeah, the now Talisman. Or yeah, but... and and then you know, and then after that, uh, they they had the the the. Not Bob Seger. Rod Stewart lookalike. Was that the hot list? Yeah, set? yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Then, and then they, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was awesome. And then uh, then there was, and I'm trying to figure out which, who came on first because if you remember Greg Bissonette and, 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 and uh, Billy oh, Sheehan came Sheehan up there came and, yeah, and yeah. they did some like stuff from his career, man. They did like, you know, uh, you know, they did like a couple of David Lee Ross songs. They did, um, um, Yankee Rose, they did Shy Boy, which is really a song that Billy wrote for his band before he joined David Lee Roth. Then they did um, Van Halen's, uh, oh, fuck, what song did they do? It was fucking awesome, man. Like, I know, I'm trying to think, because that's the video I have, because I was so enthralled with the performances yeah. prior that they did, that I finally decided to pick up my phone and It wasn't even talking was about love, they... was it? I maybe. might have been. I can't remember now. Man, I don't yeah. know. Go to my TikTok and go to my fucking <laughs> uh, 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 Instagram. That video's up. So so then after that, um, you know, Resistant Bike came on and they were fucking amazing. Oh, how fucking good were they? They were badass, dude. Like, and it's funny because Resistant Bite is going to play into our story later oh, yes. on in the coolest fucking way possible. Oh, totally. Totally, totally, man. And, uh, yeah, it was just a great, great night, man. And then after a while, I think you, you split. What, what about, what about that Ron Keel acoustics? That was really cool too. I almost forgot all about that. Cause that was, I think that what that was going on as I walked into the, to the, uh, the venue. Cause that was after Resistant Bike. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. When, when Ron Keel came in, did an acoustic set, and I had to tell him. And this is the cool thing about Rock and Pod people: if you like this kind of music, you have to come because these fucking guys are just walking around. Yeah. And they will talk to everybody. Yeah. So we're out there having a smoke, 
outside the Hilton. It's the Nashville Airport Hilton, you know. Not there having a smoke. And I was like, Ron, dude. I didn't know. And I was straight up with him. I said, I didn't know if an acoustic in the middle of all that fucking hard rock was going to work. But God damn you. I mean, it just well, it killed. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Ron's a very talented guy. Great vocalist. Uh, just a oh, talented dude. Vocalist. So, you know, and there, there's a lot of Keel fans out there, man. Um, oh, so, Keel, Steeler, fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, his, his resume kind of speaks for itself, you know. So uh, I wasn't really surprised, but yeah, it was it was a great time had by all man. Oh, one other person we forgot to mention that we met was Doctor Fuck's brother Manny. Cool, dude. Manny. Oh Manny. my God, cool. Manny Vieira. Is he not a? That dude is. He's funny. Uh-huh. He's personable. He's prior service. Love that. Salute to yes, you, sir. Manny. Who? God, yeah, really good guy. That guy was great. Yeah, I'm gonna look back at my daughter real quick. We wrote, we uh, met Ralph's brother, his brother Manny. Motherfuckers look exactly alike, except Manny, you could tell he's prior service. That motherfucker straight up, stands tall, short haircut, dressed right, dressed the whole time, but he's a cool cat. Oh, very <laughs> cool. Very nice guy. That guy was great. And we were talking, you know, I was talking to Ralph, and I told him that one of these days I'd like him to wake, make my way to to Miami and he he straight up told me he's like dude when you come down you're welcome to stay with me man you know I don't want you getting a hotel or anything like that you're gonna fucking stay with me my old Mike and I was like holy shit thank you Ralph so just want to give you a shout out Dr. Fuck I appreciate that man that rules and I will definitely take you up on that offer so uh hell yeah and that's the cool thing about Ralph and Ian I I I have that open-ended offer from both of them it's just a matter of getting down right. there, you know. And I do plan on getting down there because let's let's not kid anybody. We're all getting older. Yep. But I'd like to get there by retirement age. Huh. You know, we can at least you know walk out with our walkers to a fucking metal <laughs> show, you know. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, and like I said, all the musicians there. It was just an amazing experience, man. And then uh, um, I. There were still people playing. I ended up having to leave, though, because I think you left before me. You and Ian, I think, got an Uber together, didn't you, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something happened. Um, I forget which song was played, it, but it was a Bad Halo song. And you know Wadzilla. He's such a fucking prima donna. He's such a diva fucking bitch. <laughs> that he just didn't like the way somebody butchered David Lee Roth's vocals. And I, I remember just not even being mad. I thought everything was killer. Uh-huh. But I was drunk, and I was like, oh, you're going back? Cool, I'll go back with you. But, dude, everything I saw, like Abby Cage, this smoking, cute, little blogger. And when I say little, I mean, she's like five foot two. She's such a short little thing. Dude, whales on the bass. Don't even fuck around. You know, there were so many good musicians. I left with Ian and went back to the hotel thinking I was going to go to bed. I I I didn't go to bed. <laughs> so so when did you leave? I know at some point we you guys met back up down at the yeah, bar. You guys left before I did, and then I um, hung out for a while. Let Ralph know that Ian bailed. Hung out with Ralph. Eventually, though, man, I was getting hungry. I hadn't ate all day, man. So Bill's like, "Well, hey, why don't we go downtown and get something to eat?" He found this place. I forget what it's called. Um, 
fried chicken place, man, where they have this really hot chicken. Now, I'm not going to lie. I like hot stuff, but my colon does not, if you catch my drift, okay? So it's like one of those things where I'm like, no, I'll just take the traditional southern fried chicken, which was quite good, by the way. Well, if you remember, you came in on me the next day because I had some leftovers and I was challenged. Yeah, mallet on it. Yeah, I was, I was like fucking a barbarian. <laughs> I was like, Arr, you know. But, um, so, you know, but OCD went ahead and got the hot shit, man. He didn't get the hottest, though. The hottest is called, are you ready for this? What the clock? Nice. Right? Right? So. Uh, that's See, that's what I would have gone with. And I'd have hated yeah, myself for it, but I'd have done it. Yeah, so basically we got something to eat, and then we just, like, walked around for a while. I mean, and the women, oh, my God, there must be something in the water in Nashville is all I got to say. I mean, the most beautiful women, thick women, thin women, athletic women, demure women, petite women, Amazon women. Even the older ladies were fucking hot, man. You know, like, I'm, like, looking around, seeing all these cougars and shit, and I'm just like, holy shit, man. It's like. Oh my it's god. It's like the land of muff. Not to, you know, you know, offend any of the ladies out there. I think I hate the fact first. Well, you know. Oh, fuck that. I was sexist as fuck. We <laughs> me and Ian when we left, uh Ian wanted to go to Waffle House. Now I hate Waffle House. But oh my god, I was I had it bad for the cook at Waffle House. Dark skin, had a donk. Sweet southern accent. And and donk is gonna come into this. Oh, oh there was a lot of donks. Turn it up, son. Hi, right, boy. This is her favorite song. You know that, right? So we play it good and loud. She might get up and dance again. Oh, she put her beard down. Here she comes, here she comes. Left, 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 right, left. Hustlers shooting eight ball, throwing darts at the wall, feeling down near ten feet tall. Here she comes, Lord help us all. OTW's girlfriend done slapped him out his chair. Poor old boy, it ain't his fault. It's so hard not to stare at that honky tonk, but don't get gone. Keeping perfect rhythm, make you wanna swing along. Got it going on like donkey Kong. And Shut my mouth, slap your grandma There ought to be a law Get the sheriff on the phone Lord have mercy How she even get them bitches on That honky-tonk But don't you don't Oh, son Now, honey, you can't blame her For what her mama gave her It ain't right to hate her for Saturday or Sunday, where I was just walking around Nashville, donk, donk, um, donk, donk. No, oh, Sunday, God, Sunday, man. Because uh, oh yeah, because we were too busy Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so basically, but fuck. So we went to fucking Waffle House, and I left the chick my number. Bitch never called me. Fuck you, Waffle House girl. <laughs> Should have gave my number to Dakota. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I fell in love with her. I think we all did. But that's that we're, oh. we're getting ahead of ourselves. So basically, that's another dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so basically, is she <clears throat> like the bush? Jesus Christ, man. And I'm sorry I fucking said anything. Got to give this dude a bigger <laughs> ego and he already has. <laughs> hey, would you have to look at me and say, you pretty motherfucker, you. 
Yeah, yeah, I did say that. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, Waffle House, and then I went to bed. Yeah, so you went to the Waffle House. Um, by the time I got back, um, you were already in bed, and I didn't do much else. We ate, got back, because, you know, we had to get up in the morning, um, went to bed, or at least tried to sleep. I was so wound with energy, and also... People have to understand, I work nights, so my circadian rhythm was completely backwards, man. So it was kind of a struggle right. for me to sleep, especially that first night. And also, I was just excited, you know, for the event. Did we get up? Which is hilarious, because we were still up early as fuck Saturday. Yeah. Now, here's... I don't know if you have this experience, because watching you drink is not how I drink a party at Rock and Pod. I got up and I just do I need a coffee, mm-hmm. you know, so I go downstairs to the lobby and I have a cup of coffee and it didn't take. So I have another cup of coffee and it didn't fucking take. <laughs> so I came back up to the room and at this point it's like eight o'clock because <laughs> I got up early as shit and I'm already reaching into my cooler and cracking a beer because I know what I know what Bushy needs because I am now a rock and pod veteran. I know how we do things at Rocket Pot. It's debauchery. It's total debauchery, but in a healthy, productive, we don't rape any women kind of way. Right, 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 right. You know, nobody goes to prison, well, yet. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I go up and I slam a fucking beer, and that's when you're starting to get ready to get up for the day because it's like, we got to go set up. Yeah. And we get downstairs, and I'm like, I'm bringing my fucking cooler with me because I already know. I already know. You know, Ralph and Ian, Rock and Metal Combat Podcasts, are sitting to our left. And I know Ian. Yeah. You know, so I got my cooler down here. I have another drink. And it's like, okay, we still have a while. Because the expo doesn't even start till 10. Our first interview wasn't until, what, 1120, 11 somewhere I in that neighborhood? I've got the schedule still in my phone. So I can tell you right now, real quick, Bush, if you'd like me to. Well, if you would, because I don't have it right in front of me. Let's see here. I have I have Brian Powell's fucking uh, all right uh, uh, yes. email our, in front of me, but that's all I have in front of me right now. Our first interview was with Native Sons, and that started at eleven forty. So yeah, there was okay. definitely a little bit of time to kill. We were setting everything up, and and I had a few beers too, and it kind of took the edge off. I drank a couple of your past blue ribbons. Ian gave me a couple of beers, so I wasn't drunk by any means. But I was, no, I went I was out into, into the lobby. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you have to calm down because the night before is madness. Because everybody's just getting in. You got the pre-party mixer. Well, mixer means get fucked up. And then you go to the pre-party, and what do you do at a concert? You get fucked up. Right. So the whole night before Rocket Pod is getting fucked right. up. Right. Well, all of us podcasters and people that are actually involved with the expo, we have to get up. We have work to do. Right. I mean, you it's know, a lot so, of fun, but there is work involved. We're not complaining about it. I know, and, I, and I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to get your take on that. Yeah. I cannot. Because we were uh, we we're set up. We still had nothing to do. I walk out, and I, I guess Sleeveless Rick could tell that I'm hurting. Like, I'm hurting. And I looked at him and said, what the fuck are you drinking? And he's like, Bloody Mary. It's breakfast. <laughs> I owe you a drink anyway. Come have one. <laughs> because I was buying drinks the night before. Right. <laughs> so he apparently remembered. It got me a Bloody Mary. Well, here's the problem with a Bloody Mary. Yes, it's delicious. It's tomato juice. We could call that fruit. 
They put a three olive fucking uh, 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 toothpick in your drink. Well, that's vegetables. <laughs> and, and and vodka, we could argue, is potatoes. I had a salad. Okay, I had a salad. Well, you know, all joking around the side, I've heard from people before. That's been said, like, if you wake up with the hangover, the best thing you can actually drink is a Bloody Mary. I've heard that stated. Dude, a Bloody Mary is it's the greatest thing. And I could tell you, it, it, if we'll go off topic for a second, I used to go to, uh, to camp up at uh, Lake Ontario. Uh, this is where everybody, like, they have seasonal campers up there. They're RVs, but they just station them there. They winterize them through the winter. And you'll get so fucked up that the next morning you're getting up and one person will have fucking, you know, Bloody Mary mixed. You're like, who's, who's, who's got the vodka? Okay, you got vodka? Cool. Now we're going over here because they have olives. So you got to go over there or they'll have celery. You just, you're trying to get all these things blended together because it will take the edge off a hangover real quick. But the problem is, here's, a, here's a, how my mind works. Well, I just had vodka. At 9 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> but what a great day. Now, now I now I have to ask because we had a busy day, and I did that on purpose because the last time that I was down there, I had a co-host that decided he wasn't going to show up and decided he had quit the show, but had promised me he didn't. So I was down there solo. I had to do everything on my own. You were down there with a podcast co-host that was with you right there beside you, but you were there as a fan before. What was the difference for you as being a guy that had somebody that you knew you could kind of lean on if you needed to, or maybe that motherfucker would disappear because he got hot and pussed out and ran out of the room. But either way, you knew you had somebody there. What was the difference between your first experience and this? Well, first of all, like I said, um, the first experience was pretty much just a full blown party the entire time I was there. And what I mean by that is, you know, the pre party, we got fucked up and smashed and I'm hanging out. And I was hanging out pretty much with Ian and Ralph the entire time. Like they had a booth. The way they had it set up was very similar to what you you describe in the first rock and pod. I can't remember the hotel, but it was a nice hotel. Um, they had open balconies and stuff. And then the event itself was kind of like in a strip mall. And the way they had it set up is there was these booths all around the uh, facility, like in a square. And in the middle right. was open area. And that's where they had all the, the vendors, the, the vinyl, the memorabilia, anything that you would want, man. And I, I, yeah, so basically I just hung out with Ralph and Ian for the most part. When they would do their interviews, I would leave. I would check out a few things like when, when um, Chris and Aaron from the Decibel Geek would, would interview people. Kind of like, okay, like here's a perfect example. While we're doing interviews, Bildo and OCD got to see Chris and Aaron interview uh, uh, Billy Sheehan and Greg Bissonette. See, I missed all that shit. I didn't get to see any of that stuff this time around that's what was different about it again not that i'm complaining because both times were just amazing but yes it was different the first time i'm just strictly a fan and i'm hanging out i'm having fun i'm buying all kinds of fucking vinyl man and just you know hanging out with my buddy wreath and we're trying to beat each other over who gets what vinyl and having kind of like a vinyl competition well hey i scored this motherfucker and reese like jason's like well i scored that you know this time around Bildo and, and, and OCD got to, to do that. You know what I mean? Like OCD scored a bunch of punk rock 
and was fucking ecstatic for it. I'm like, dude, I was going to invite you to this thing, even if you didn't, weren't part of TMS, just because I know how, you know, uh, OCD is. So, yeah, it was different in that regard, you know what I mean? But it was no less fun. Like, I had an absolute blast. And another thing I do want to point out, we have to give a shout out to our fellow DJ and podcaster. He has a radio show for the station that's the same name as his podcast, Metal Mayhem ROC Vernomatic. DJ Vernomatic was a huge help because when you weren't there, like he had like this, I don't know what it was. It was like these directional mics, but it was like this, you know, he just fucking busts out of this case, man. And it's got like these these wires and you, you got one person you're interviewing that holds the mic and then you hold the mic. And it was like this little box thing and it recorded. And what it does is it kind of, um, it drowns out the background noise because it's the one thing. And again, I'm not complaining about, but we all talked about, it. we were all in that small room. It was hot. It was congested and it was fucking loud. So it's like, I right. was kind of worried about, Oh fuck man. How are some of these interviews going to turn out? Are they going to sound good? Are is people even going to be able to make out what we're fucking saying? You know? Uh, but other than that, I mean, and as far as you leaving, I, I was okay with it, especially when it came to newer bands, because I had done some research on them and I knew my concern was, and I think I did okay, but my concern was, is, you know, when it came to the legacy people, like, okay, for instance, like, let's say we had got to interview Vinny Apice. I, I would have had to fight my inner fanboy. You know, that, that guy that right. Chris Farley played on Saturday Night Live. You remember, you remember when, when that was awesome. <laughs> and I, and I had to fight myself doing that with Jack Gibson of Exodus, but that, that's the way down the line but that was the main difference for me but i mean it was no less fun like i had an absolute blast i mean i got to hang out with you dude my brother from another mother our table was right next to rock and metal combat podcast which i think also was a good thing for us because anybody who was coming up to talk to ralph and ian they came right over and talked to us you know well and you know what i'll tell you what this is what's different between this time and last time is the last time i was there i didn't have my banner i i had forgotten it but, you know, thankfully, fuck them, because that guy bailed on me. This time, I had the banners for both the radio yes, station sir. and the fucking podcast. So we had all that set out. It looked semi-professional. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it was something to draw people in. Because it's, it's all about making you look bigger than you are. Next time, we're going to have stickers, business cards. Oh, I yeah. Fucking koozies, we're, whatever. We're going we're gonna to we're gonna go, out. We're going to go all out next year for the station and the podcast. And another thing, like, I was talking to Verno, and he was like, man, maybe we can try to come up with some way to, to hang the banners. Like, Verno, Verno's all in. He wants the platinum package, and he wants to be right, right next to us, too. Like, he wants Ralph and Ian to be on one side and him to be on the other. He had so much fun doing this, and he was able to score a few interviews himself i i heard i actually listened to the episode uh that you came and guested on he asked me to come on i'm like dude i i work till midnight man i'll get home till one in the morning yeah yeah uh, you know so 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 vernomatic i appreciate the invite i just my schedule doesn't allow for anything monday to friday right right, right. but uh but i did listen to the episode and dude he he, he just walked up to motherfucker. oh i know so he got don jameson you know it was only three or four minutes but what dude those three or four minutes were fucking gold they were and that's the thing like what i loved about the this experience was you know because i saw you do it before watching you and even verno who's 
you know, he's been in radio before. He's done a lot of this. Yeah, he, watching he, him he's do been there a lot longer than me. Watching him do what he does, it was just like wow. It was so fucking cool. Like it was so like it was cool, man. And like I said, it was just I had so much fun, man. And you know, and and Ian and Ralph was giving away free CDs because they're like, well, most of the stuff we have on vinyl, and we got multiple CDs. Well, I was like, you know. Screw it, man. I, like, I scored a bunch of Rat. Because that's one, one of those weird things. I bought Rat albums when they came out, but I bought them on cassette. And for some reason, right. as I got older and I was still buying metal albums, I was always buying new releases most of the time. Unless it was a band I really, really, really loved, like Black Sabbath, I'd go, okay, I'm going to get all them on CD. But it was one of those things where as much as I loved Rat, I never really bothered to replace my cassettes with CDs. You know what I mean? And that happened right. with a lot of bands. Right. You know, because I'd always buy the new Fear Factory or the new Typo Negative or the new Sepultura or Pantera, whatever was coming out during that time period, you know. Um, so it was really cool because I'm like, ooh, fuck, man, there's all these rat CDs. Score! You know, and there were some other things I grabbed, too, man. Like, I didn't grab the Pantera CDs because I've got everything they have in physical cop. I even right. got a few vinyls. But, um, yeah. I, I didn't even look through them because I was, like, busy. But now I'm looking back, I'm like, well, fuck, maybe they would have had some... Cool oh, they, they, they had they had some cool stuff, man. And, and and Ian was like kind of insisting that I take it. So I was like, okay, cool, you know. But uh you, you know how it is, man, you know. I mean but don't don't throw your yard sale garbage on yeah. me that you couldn't sell last Saturday, you fucker. Um, you know, but um But no, it was it was all over I, I think it was all around a brilliant experience. We had a lot of great interviews. Um do you do you want us to do any interviews on this show? Because we have eight or ten well i think we should at least do a few because unless you're wanting to just do this as a recap and then the next few episodes we do the interviews themselves we can do it that way too it doesn't matter to me man so yeah all those fucking interviews and uh we, we have to decide what we're doing in this episode because we don't want to blow our load because that's the great thing about rocket pod is this gives us content for weeks oh yeah yeah <laughs> allows us to be lazy for a little bit as if you know, we haven't been lazy enough the past several <laughs> weeks. <laughs> well, it, it, by we, it, it's a me issue. No, you're not lazy, Bush. It's just fucking no. real life gets in the no. way sometimes and has a tendency to pull a bag over your head and fucking sucker punch the fuck out of you and kick you in the balls. Believe me, I know. I've been there. And it, and it never it never sucks my dick. But here you right. go. Right. I was I was really stoked for this interview. Um, I, I was so happy to get it. I'm actually only angry that I didn't get a picture with him. I actually tried at the comedy show, but he was by by the time Bill went and said something to him, he was in such a hurry to go, I didn't even bother. Right. But this is the plugs the the plug podcast interview with Don Jameson, right here on the plug podcast from the Nashville Rocket Pod Expo 2021. It's really cool you're out here doing this, man. Well, we were supposed to do it last year, but obviously, COVID you seriously derailed. Yeah. So, what do you have going on? I mean, that metal show's done, and come on, that was the greatest thing ever. So, hey, it's over. I'm still going to the studio every day. I don't know. No one told me. Still waiting for HP, right? (laughs) Still waiting. Listen, that, the best thing the H1 Classic ever did was not convert to HD. When, they, when you got three leading men on your channel who look like us, it's, yeah, it's it better be in low depth. The, the, 
Listen, she's still looked, she still looked great in, in low depth. She did, yeah. she did. True story. But yeah, but it's weird. It's sort of like watching porn in high depth, you know. Right, you don't right. really need that. No, not really, not no, really. There's things you just don't need to see, but... No, we like we did 14 seasons. It was a great run. Right. Uh, I'm doing a webcast now called that Jameson show. Right. So, still waiting for the lawsuit, but um. Hey, so am I. I. I own an internet radio station called that metalstation.com. I'm gonna take a photo of that and forward it to the VH1 attorneys immediately. Um, but yeah, man, it's uh, what a good run we had, and I'm still interviewing all, all the artists that, that I love that, that I continue to help try to support, like what you guys do as well. Right. And that's why we're all here at Rock and Pod, well, you know, because yeah. we all have a common goal, man, is just keep rock alive. Absolutely. Now, during those, uh, that metal show years, did you guys like to fucking trunk a lot, which was absolutely <laughs> hilarious, because sometimes I wasn't sure if he was actually mad or, or, or fake mad, but what's like your favorite memory from that show? Yeah, well, that you know, it was funny. The, you know, that kind of chemistry that we had between us with the, with the ball break and everything really is what got VH1 interested in picking up the show originally because, you know, like Jim and I had, uh, you know, Eddie had a radio background. He's still in radio, obviously. And so Jim and I are comedians, and we did pilots, TV pilots for a million different things. Right. And they never get picked up, and you just move on. Right. And after a while, I'm just like, I don't give a shit anymore. Like, I don't... So when we showed up at the VH1 meeting, we didn't care. We were just like, we'll get a free lunch out of VH1, and that'll be it. <laughs> so the whole meeting, that's what we did, was break each other's walls the whole time. Right. And, and then when they called us, and then we were like, they'll never call us again, because we acted like idiots. <laughs> But they did. They called two weeks later and they go, we don't know hard rock and metal like you guys do, but we love the camaraderie. We liked all the, the ball busting. And, and you everything. guys definitely had chemistry, man. There was yeah. no doubt about it. So that's really what got the show picked up more than anything, was that they just liked the way we interacted and, and that, you know, we're obviously all legit fans of the music. and. Yeah, you know, look, we were never going to be like polished newscasters. Right. It was just we always wanted to be like any three guys hanging out on a Saturday night and talking that was about the music. Appeal. Yeah. I mean, it was really easy for me to go, man. I, I could hang out with these guys around a campfire and bust balls and talk metal, and that's what that was the vibe you guys gave. You know, it's just that you know, down to earth, laid back, and and also. Uh, no filter. You just told people how you felt, man, and I love that about you. Yeah, but always respectful, you know. Respectful, yeah, you know, not, not like a. Yeah, I, mean, I think you can be honest without being a fucking douche. Yeah, you, right. You, you, listen, you have to be honest because if you, you know, you guys are broadcasters. If everything, if you say everything is great, then nothing's great. Right. And it cancels it out. So. So yeah, there was plenty of times where we disagreed on stuff, and and but the, the point was always like at least let's start the conversation. Right. Let's get the people at home talking about. It didn't matter if Number of the Beast was better than Peace of Mind by our name. Right. It was more about the conversation. Sure. So that's what it was about. But yes, of course. And then obviously the guys we knew better than others, we had more fun with and teased right. a lot on the show. Like if we had like you know Slash on or somebody that we kind of knew a little better than somebody else. 
you know, we break his balls a little. You know, Lars came on to defend doing Lulu. Right. He literally goes, I know I'm going to get roasted, but I'm still coming on to do it, you know. Right. And, he, and we had so much fun with him on that. But at the end of the day, yeah, we wanted to be The Tonight Show for rock bands where they could come and like oh these guys you know these guys are legit fans they like what we do you know they're not going on the, t- the guys like that are going on the tonight show yeah you know and if they do they're getting a quick uh so you got a new album out was it fun to record right you know and you're just getting, standard bullshit yeah so so i hope you know we gave people a little bit more of a platform to show another side of them or and just talk a little more openly. Right. Well, I know I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I haven't really met a metalhead that hasn't. Um, what do you have going on now? I mean, obviously you do the comedy. I can't wait to see your Rose Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park, by the way. <laughs> we got tickets. We're going to be there, man. I'm like, I'm just waiting for Black Days to show up, and I want to hear it go. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, I, I revisited that movie about a week ago. I said, let me watch it for one more time before we... Uh, we give it the Mystery Science Theater 3000 treatment. Right. And my God, it's it's worse than I remember. It's, it's, so we're going to have a lot of fun with it tonight. But, but again, all in, all in, you know, with respect, you know, I mean, Kiss is, Kiss is my gateway drug. We do. Yeah. You know, when my mom uh, very uh, reluctantly bought me Kiss Destroyer. Uh, she had no idea it would lead to me, you know, being a big part of the hard rock and heavy metal scene, you know, putting those posters on my wall and getting right. collecting kiss cards and, right. and all that stuff. So, um, you know, they'll always, to me, they'll always be the top of the heap for me. But, man, speaking about a heap, that movie is a giant heap of oh, yeah. something oh, yeah. else. So we're going to have fun with that. I'm doing stand-up shows while I'm out here. And, uh, That's awesome. We're going to get some rockers up on Sunday at the Mercy Lounge. There too. Yeah, to do some stand-up, we helped them write some uh, some jokes, so that'll be fun too. And yeah, just a great, what a great positive vibe down here, and, right. and what a great rock scene in Nashville. Another thing I want to give you props on is the fact that this is the only comedian that signed a fucking Metal Blade Records, and I think that. <laughs> well, this I was the first one signed. Oh, Florentine, Florentine and Brewer are both on as well. Yeah, that was a uh, you know long, very long story short is Brian Slagle, who's one of my heroes me too because obviously he got me into so much music I would have never been exposed to before when I met him I opened for one of his bands on tour Charm Walls of the Damned and he came and saw a couple of shows he's like I don't know if you have like a full headlining set or whatever you you can make an album but I'd like to do a deal with you and I just kind of laughed it off I'm like might have had a few too many yeah yeah yeah. and then about a year later I, I, I performed at a convention that he had and he goes you never got back to me on that record deal I go oh you were serious <laughs> and I've done uh, I've done four stand-up CDs with him so far and Florentine and I have a prank call CD on their that, those were hilarious you and Florentine prank call people oh that shit's so fucking funny man. so yeah Brian it's it, it's truly amazing to be to have my comedy albums go on Metal Blade Records uh, I'm just I'm very honored and so it's uh, I've always wanted those worlds to collide comedy and right on. music, right. and uh, man, I've been lucky in my life that they've collided on a lot of different levels. So it's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So with COVID, you obviously couldn't tour. How did how did you handle that? I masturbated a lot. 
<laughs> That's called essential work, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was a, that was that was essential work. It was, man, you know, um, as, as bad as not being able to get on stage and perform because that really is my therapy. Right. You know, like I go up and yell at a crowd for 45 minutes. I'm good. I don't need a therapist. But on top of that, not then not being able to go see a concert, which is such a huge part of my life, really there was, was you, man. Man, it really it was man, dark times, man. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, man. Real dark times. Even my parents were like, Bro, you gotta get back on stage. You're too angry when you're not like involved in your world and I'm like, Yeah, you know, that's these are all my outlets, my releases, you know. So um, it, it was uh, I'm glad we're back. Awesome, yeah, awesome. I, I think that's all of us. Lockdown was brutal. I mean, I was an essential employee, so I was at work the whole time. Save me. But save my here. first show since all this started was last night. You know, so I, I, wow. I get it. You know, and how great it was. I mean, I'm still paying for it today. I'm 46 years old. You can't do that anymore, but we did it. Ah, you're a kid. <laughs> Listen to him. Uh, who was your favorite interview? I mean, if you're thinking back to all those shows, who was your favorite interview? I mean, come to mind, I love well, the Kim Diamond interview. Well, yeah, so when you got people like a Kim Diamond or, you know, people that maybe you wouldn't expect, or guys who, well, let's face it, guys you're not going to ever see on TV, really. Right. right. Um, you know, obviously, King is beloved in the metal press and all that. But yeah, so yes, I, I did. I did love having people like that on. Obviously, I love. We loved having the musicians go up, right? And jam like to have Ingley Malmsteen, Ted Nugent, Mike Portnoy go up on the platform and play. The, those are mind blowing. I, you know, Tony Iommi, Ronnie James Dio, Geezer Butler. You can't beat it. Personally, though, you know, Lemmy, my idol. So for me, you know. No, and he was never an easy interview because sometimes he mumbles or just give you a one-word answer. Right. But I, I've, I've always said this: even if Lemmy just came on and sat there and smoked and didn't say a word, it would still be the coolest interview. Oh yeah, because oh, Lemmy. Because I'm around Lemmy. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I was lucky enough before he passed to, to have not not just one but several Jack and Cokes for Lemmy, which is nice. on my bucket list. Along with a lot of other people, so nice. Um, Imagine. Yeah. So he was always my favorite to have on. All right. Now I, I saw somebody I think sent it to you on Twitter to put that metal station on Netflix, and then they said that's not a good idea. That metal show, yeah. Sorry, trouble, Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea. How come it hasn't been approached? Well, I think what you're referring to is like every couple months, because it's it's busting Eddie's balls is what it is. Okay. Because Eddie, Eddie will go, because people will write that and he'll go, I'm, you know what, I'm not responding to these people anymore who say, why don't you put that metal show here or there? But he's like Charlie Graham with the football. Right. You know, when Lucy would go, no, I, I promise I won't pull it away. And then he, Charlie Graham goes, okay, and she pulls it away. Eddie's the same way. So when we see somebody do that, we go, oh, that's right. You know, we'll quote tweet and go, yeah, Ed, that's a good suggestion. How, have you tried that? Like it's up to Eddie. You know, yeah, like it's Eddie. It's like it's in his control. Yeah, and so right. Jim and I will instigate that, and we knowing it's gonna piss it the fuck off. And Jim and I text each other first, nice. and we go, let's take bets on how long it takes Eddie to start responding, because then it's an avalanche of people going, oh, what about Showtime? What about yeah, this? Yeah. And then eventually. You know, an hour later. All right, I said I wasn't going to address this, but let me say it one last time. You know, and he's been saying that's been going on for about five years now. So. Right. So, so does he call you up like you guys? Will you knock yeah. it off? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he'll 
He'll he'll put it out and then he'll text us. He goes, "You guys are fucking assholes." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. It never ends with us, and but we're all still great friends. Right. And that's what, that's how we show affection in New Jersey. Yeah. I'm a New Yorker, so I understand that completely. Um, so you got here in Nashville tonight after the expo, you've got the we're going to just completely lambast Kiss Me's Phantom of the Park. Yep. You got the comedy show tomorrow night. What's down the line for Don Jameson and company? Yeah, I'm go- going on a tour with the Dead Daisies. So I'm going to be right opening those shows. Are you coming to St. Louis or? Uh, I'm not. Sh- I gotta look at the dates. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is it, yeah. Is that how you say it? We're coming to Saugus. Yeah. Saugus. Yeah. So we will be in Saugus. Yes. I'm there. I'll be there. Right. Okay, so come in early. Get a few laughs. We warm you up. And then the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and his awesome band. Come on. Fucking That's why I'm going. I'm mean, fucking uh, Glenn Hughes. I'm like, I'm like, it's going to be a great tour, man. I'm excited about it. Hell yeah. We're glad to have you. Thanks, Don, so much. By the way, we Thanks, were Nate. talking with Don Jameson. Yeah. That metal show. I still am Don Jameson, by the way. No, we were. <laughs> and once more, let uh, John plug uh, your website or that, yeah, donjameson.com. I'm on all the social medias. So that, that, that John Jameson show or the, that Jameson show. Check it out on YouTube. And, yeah. All right. We're good. We'll definitely check all that stuff out. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Am I with you next? Uh, yeah. Let me get one question. Your hand is giving me a pick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I. I thought it was a great interview. We got a lot of insight to the shenanigans that happened with Jameson, Trunk, and Jane. Uh, Florentine. Uh, 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 Florentine. Yes. Florentine. Now, I, I have to ask you real quick, Metal Mike, and this is getting a little bit away from the Rocket Pod thing because there was something that happened after the expo that we have to get into. But a lot of people in the rock metal community, and I think they're kind of elitist. That's, I'm sorry, fuck you, if you don't like this guy. A lot of people don't like Eddie Trunk. I personally love Eddie Trunk. And the stories that Jameson was telling about fucking with Trunk, <laughs> I thought were oh, hilarious. Yeah. Now, now, what's your take on Eddie um, Trunk? I don't really have a problem with Eddie. I think Eddie, um, I look, let, let's just put it this way. The man put on a show about metal. And he got two funny motherfuckers to do it with him. That was his idea. It really was kind of his idea, for at least the way he described it. Is, or maybe it wasn't totally his idea, but they wanted to do something with him. And he said, well, and this is his version. You know, Don gave us his. But Eddie said that that basically, well, do you know anybody that's funny that can, like, bust chops? And Eddie just cracked up and said, I know. I have just the guys. And, you know, that's <laughs> how it started. And, you know, Eddie's done a lot. For the rock and metal community, he has flown that flag for a long, long time. Do I? And, and you know what? L- let me say this. Let me interject real quick because I, because even, and maybe it's because Bushy's had a few beers. That's okay. But you know how I podcast. I have a few beers. I would be drinking Fuck all beers. you people. Um, and I, I love you, Ralph. And I love you, Ian. Yes, I'm calling you cocksuckers oh, out. Oh, oh. Fuck you guys. Why? Because Eddie Trunk name drops? Let me tell you why he name drops. Because he can. Bam! I said it. Um, That motherfucker was Ace Fraley's A&R guy. 
he was his fucking wasn't he his manager for a little while? I don't while? know about that, but he was his A and R guy at Megaforce Records. I do know that he worked for the great Johnny Zazula, which I would love to interview that guy someday. I'm Facebook oh friends God. with that guy. I ought to see if we could hit him up uh, sometime. Reach, reach the fuck out. Okay, cool. That's all you do is reach out. But yeah, Doctor Fuck Wadzilla, I love you. Blow me. Well, Eddie Trunk rules. I I don't know if I I wouldn't say those two are really anti-Trunk. Um, I know oh, Ian oh, says I'm he used sorry. to listen. I've heard those guys talk too much shit about this guy because he name drops all the time. Well, you know. Um. Well, he he can. Okay, granted, I'm not arguing with you, <laughs> fucking drunk ass. All right, man. He, look, I think Eddie has done a lot for the rock and metal community, man. I mean, he, like he hey, had a wait show. Till we do. He had a Metal show. Mike, wait, wait until we do the Ricky Rackman interview. Oh, I'm a fuck with those guys even harder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know you are. I know you are. Um, here's my my take on Eddie. Uh, I like Eddie. Uh, I don't always agree with him uh, about everything, but you know what? I can say that about any rock and metal fan that I know. Sure. That's number one. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I don't agree with him on everything. I mean, he thinks Rush is great. Well, that that tells me right there, and he's not. All right. <laughs> hey, fuck you. So, uh, uh, no, th the thing about Eddie, though, sometimes, and this is my only criticism of him, and it's a constructive criticism. It's nothing personal. I have nothing against the guy. Like I said, dude, I appreciate the fact that he did a show, that we basically were inspired to take our name for the station, that metal station. I know. Like, from that show. Because as you heard it, as you heard in the interview, Don Jameson is contacting VH1 Classic fucking lawyers. Which was hilarious. <laughs> that was a great It moment. was. That was great. I knew he was going to say that. But, uh, but um, no, you know, uh, the, the thing about Eddie, though, is sometimes I wish he would. Uh, um, I feel like he's kind of st stuck in his era. And there's nothing wrong with loving those legacy bands. But being that I'm a co-owner of... Uh, online radio station there are all kinds of great new metal bands of all kinds of styles where okay maybe sure. you don't like death metal and the extreme metal thing i'm not expecting trunk to embrace that stuff but there's great great bands that need a little bit of love and somebody with eddie and his power i just wish he would focus I'm not saying forget the, the legacy acts. Of course you got to cover those guys. And of course you got to have them on. But he should be helping out the newer bands as well. There are some great new bands. We fucking interviewed two of them for the Rockin' Pod, you know? I mean. Oh, hell yeah. Native and, the, and those bands are right. right up Trunks Alley. Like right up his yeah. alley, man. So so that's my well, see, I, point with Trunk is sometimes I think he's too stuck in the past a little bit. And that's what Ralph told me his problem was with him too. As far as the name dropping, I didn't, you know. That hurts me because my theme song is still off the 1986 masterpiece. Oh, look what the cat dragged in. Oh, that, and dude, that's fine. I'm not saying you can't like Poison or support Poison, but, you know, there's other bands, I mean, I, new bands. I, I was lying because I really think it was 1988's fucking open up a say ah because it's uh, nothing but a good time. <laughs> but same band, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no that's uh, look Eddie, see, I don't get a chance to listen to Trunk's show. Uh-huh. And um, so I don't know if he's promoting newer stuff, but I know when newer stuff starts to hit the scene, and maybe that's a problem people have. 
and I will grant you that. Now, if you get pissed off at the name dropping, well, I know, I know. Well, fuck you. I know that guy. I would, I would drop that name too. Right. You know, right. Because I mean? we're going to name drop from later on in this fucking night. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever that fucking happened. Oh, and very, very much so. And and, and the only thing I wanted to, to throw out there again about Eddie was the fact that sometimes he came across as a little whiny when he got stumped. I'm like, really, dude? Really? And the other thing oh, that... Oh, come on. Tell me that's not for show. It might come be, on, it might be but it just made me cringe a little bit. I'm like, Eddie, come on, man. Be, man up. Don't don't whine, dude. You lost. No. Um, See, I, I totally think that was for show. Right. And it, and it might very well be. Cool but, thing. you know, I'm... There was something else I wanted to add on it too. That that uh, oh, I think he takes himself and and like he hates Steel Panther, doesn't get it at all. Eddie, I admire you and I respect you, but dude, you're wrong. Steel Panther fucking rule. And if you can't see the Such humor in that, it's like, but it really bothers him. It, it, it's almost like he gets. I, I'm going to say it. He gets kind of butt hurt over Steel Panther. And, I know. It, and, and, you know what? I would love to be able to get Satchel or fucking, fucking Sticks or Michael Starr on here. Because my thing is, I don't think it would work as well. They would not have the success they have if they were serious. Right. They could play the same kind of music but dress up like regular Joes. You know, the way rock stars dress today, it would not work. So they have a gimmick. I'm sorry. I'm a big fan of that gimmick. And come on, Ralph Fiennes or whatever his fucking real name is, uh, 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 Michael Starr. Mm -hmm. He was in a fucking Van Halen cover band. Yes, he was. Sake. So yes, he, was. he loves this music. Uh, Satchel. A lot of people don't seem to understand this. He was the fucking guitar player for Rob Halford. Yeah. Would he fucking, uh, uh, what was his first band? Was it Fight? Fight. He was the guitar player yes, for fucking and Fight. and I love Fight. Fight were awesome. So these guys, they have Oh, they have musical they chops, Bushy. I've seen. They love metal. Uh, it's just they're funny as fuck, so why not put it all together? Don Jameson is opening for fucking metal bands all across the country. Mm -hmm. So why cut out the middle, man? Sorry, Don. Sorry, I mean, I don't want to cost you any money, but Steel Panther can do it without you, brother. Because <laughs> they're the comedy show and the music. <laughs> you know well, what I'm I've saying? Said, I would love to see, like, um, Tenacious D and Steel Panther do a tour together. That's a package that must be done someday in the future. Oh, for real. Steel Panther is going to be in Asheville, North Carolina, coming up here this September. Have you ever seen him, Bush? You've got to go. I'm I have to do they're on a Thursday. I can't take the night off. Don't even get me Damn, started. dude, because I'm telling you right now, I've seen them twice. Now, the first time yeah. I seen them, Lexi, for whatever reason, wasn't there. And they had this guy that was filling in for him. And it was hilarious because he really did look like they kept calling him Fat Nicky Six, which was hilarious. Now, I, I think that guy's now the permanent bass player because Lexi Fox has left. The yes, band. he has. Um, but here's the interesting thing about it. Now, they did a few steel panther songs but most of that show was them just doing like the covers of all their fucking favorite metal and it shit. was the shit dude it oh, fucking ruled I, dude and then the second time i, I see seen it on them, youtube all the time the second time i seen them was with lexi and that was a hilarious show and they did all their classics man you know um, even right. their new songs like gods of uh, pussy and you know they're, they're those guys are hilarious man and if you and that's the only thing that bothers me about eddie sometimes it's like Dude, lighten up a little bit. 
and have a little fun with it. And not that Eddie doesn't have a sense of humor, but he really does not like Steel Panther. Like, he takes umbrage at it. And I'm just like, bro. But, I mean, again, that's his opinion. He has sure. it. Well, I got to say this about Steel Panther, okay? I, you know, I... Obviously, Metal Mike and all you listeners of this podcast, we know I the glam metal. That's your love. The hair metal, whatever the fuck you want to love it. That's my shit. Yeah, it's your jam. That's my fucking right. niche. But it was always innuendo. Right. It was never said. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, don't need nothing but a good time. You could interpret that any way you want. But still, Panther said, fuck all night, a party all day. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean... They're, they just took all the innuendo, and they obviously have the chops, and they just added humor to yes. it. It just took the innuendo completely the fuck out. Yes, and it worked, didn't it? Made it, it, it fucking worked. It, yes, you know? it did. So, I have all their, I have all their yeah, shit. Yeah, I think they're great, dude. I think they're great. So there you go, you know? Um, now, here's the cool thing. After we finish for today, everybody's chilling out. I... I Man, I really wish I could remember the name of the podcast that was sitting to our right. Uh, uh, man, because they were cool guys. I bullshitted with them quite a bit. I actually cracked a joke because the guy is, uh, I'm sorry, he's a bald guy, but he has a wicked long skullet. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I was like, oh, dude, you give me hope. Because I'm a bald man, and I'm like, I keep teasing my daughter I'm going to grow a skullet. <laughs> but anyway... They got the uh, Matt Penfield fucking interview. And I'm, I'm just sitting there, I'm in awe, because I'm also a Matt Penfield fan, you know. And I'm like, oh. So they're done with their interview, and they look at me and say, hey, Bushy, because they apparently knew my name. And it's not even my name, but they knew my name. So would you take a picture? You know, I was like, yes. However, only if you'll take a picture of me with Matt, because you were gone somewhere. I said, only if you'll take a picture of me with Matt because we didn't get you know him for the interview. And Matt heard this. So we take the pictures and Matt walks up to our table. And 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 Mike, I think you'd already cleared all your shit out because I hadn't cleaned my stuff out yet. Uh-huh. I get Matt Pinfield's fucking personal phone number and email address. He tells me weekends are his best time. He says, no, that's bullshit, man. We'll, we'll fucking hook up. Get a hold of me. We'll set Which it up. Which is so fucking cool. That's awesome. But that's the great thing about Rock and Pod. Oh, yeah. Uh, Abby K. We did not get Abby K's fucking interview. Uh, great young talent. Bass player, singer. See, but there you go. Like, and that. That's what I'm saying. Like with Trunk, I, I'm sure Abby K ain't even on his radar. It's just stuff like that. I, I just wish Trunk had a right-hand guy that, that could be like, hey, Eddie, you need to pay attention to this band over here, this new band that, that's kind of in your wheelhouse, you know, um, kind of thing. Well, well, the funny thing is a lot of these people wouldn't be on my radar if it wasn't for an expo like this. Yeah, and, and again, I want to also give a shout-out to Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro because I – and I told this – them on per, in person at the pre-party that that I'm in awe of those guys. I mean, they do a weekly fucking podcast, okay? Plus a Friday night. Plus live. a Friday night live. Plus they have they they have obligations. They have day jobs. They have families. They have you yes. know and 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 they still and they have and they plan this whole event out. I mean, fuck. 
man. I don't know how you guys there do it, it. I fucking told him. I fucking bowed to you, Chris. And he just laughed. But I'm like serious, dude. You guys are like, I don't know how you do what you do. But, uh, you know, they're big. I mean, you know, honestly, I always go. Rock and Metal Podcast is my favorite podcast. But, man, I got to say, Decibel Geeks is probably 1A for me, man. They are great at yeah. what they do. And, and just the fact that Chris has done all this, man, I just want to say thank you, Mr. Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. You guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. Also, also yeah. Thank, I want to thank you as I well. Thank you. And, uh, and uh, thank you to the team you put together this year. Yeah. Because I will say this. I, I have been to three out of the four. And Chris is always stressed the fuck out all day. Oh, I know. All day. He was totally this stressed time, out in 2018, man. He may have been stressed out this time, but you didn't see it. You didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. I had several opportunities to actually fucking conversate with the son of a bitch, right. you know? You know, he had 30 volunteers for this expo just to help out. You know, they had chaperones that would go and take all of the different celebrities, you know, musicians, producers, whatever, comedians to the different podcasts, show them what was going on, walk them all around. Chris is hands-on. Yes, very much on so. this particular day was very not so much. He didn't have to do as much, and I applaud you. So, Tracy, Tracy McAndrews, this goes out to you, girl. I love you. And I told you this in the lobby just before the expo ended this is the greatest expo we have had to date and i know we say that every year but this year was particularly different because chris was not stressed off well you know and and ralph fiera aka dr fuck he's pretty much said the same thing to me man he's like dude this is even better than it it gets better every year it it just tops itself every year man and uh yeah we're constantly saying that and it it almost sounds cliche but it's the truth this was but this was different better yeah because like chris didn't even think he would get volunteers he laughed it off tracy was telling me this yes tracy i threw you under the bus she's like yeah he didn't even think he'd get interview or or you know get any volunteers and then 30 volunteers fucking popped up. And Chris is like, do you think we need that many? Yes, said Zach. We needed that many. Yes. You might have been able to use a few more. Yeah. Just to take even more stress off you. Yeah. But that's not it. That's not in a negative light. No. It's just, yes, those 30 volunteers did a dynamite fucking job. And I want to give it up for those fucking 30 volunteers. That helped out with this goddamn expo. Oh, hell yeah. Um, tip of the hat to them as well. And, and like I said, also I want to uh, thank Ian for all the uh, ass slaps he gave me throughout the event. Jeez, <laughs> man. I swear to God, my ass was sore by the time this weekend was over, man. I mean, every time I turn around, slap! I'd be like, oh, fuck, it's Ian. You know? <laughs> but I'm like, well... But, you know, but that just goes to show you how much I love Ian, because, you know, I wouldn't let any oh, guy sure. just smack me on the ass. But Wadzilla... What the fuck? Which I got an interesting story to tell about Wadzilla later. But, um. Oh, yeah. Wadzilla plays in later on Saturday <laughs> night. That dirty fucking whore. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I mean, but we, we, we finish up the expo. We finally break down. I get Matt Penfield's information, which is fucking pimp. I'm definitely going to reach out to him. Uh, what I was trying to say before you uh, uh, interjected your opinion. Or, or, or uh, your comment was, uh, I also got Abby Kay's information, so we're going to reach out Sweet. to her as well, Sweet. because I think she needs to be heard as well. 
we break down and a lot of people are going out on the town, but dude, Rockin' Pod's not over yet. Because at the Full Moon Cineplex, which is this great fucking venue, it's this little tiny next to what is it owned by the tattoo parlor yes it's 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 the same venue like the people who yeah because it's in the same building the guy that owns it really the tattoo parlor from what i understand pays for the bills for him to be able to do the theater thing but what a really cool place and another what a cool fucking theater you walk in and yes Every horror icon you could think Science of. Science fiction, too, though. There was a lot of sci-fi there, a lot of horror. Yes. It was really cool, yes. very cool atmosphere, very cool vibe. And the way, thing I did want to add, though, though, was because we were going to take an Uber, but I didn't have Uber oh, or yeah. Lyft yes, on my phone. Oh, this is important. I didn't have an Uber or Lyft on my phone, and I didn't want to miss the show, and, and I would have had to download the app because before when we used Lyft or Uber, it was Bill and, and, and OCD and their phone and you know, right. we just split up the cost. That's how we did it. Right. So I was like, fuck this dude. I'm going to drive. I'll just make sure I don't drink. Cause by that point in time, I'd only had a few beers. I wasn't like, Arr. and that had been a yeah, long he, time ago. Um, yeah. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he's no bushy. Whatever. <laughs> I caught up. With some but that's, that's, that's coming up. So that that's later on. Right, so yeah. I, you know, so okay, so DJ Metal Mike is And now, thank you for driving because the coolest fucking thing exactly, ever. Exactly, man. So drove. so basically I'm like, fuck it, man. You know, um, I'm gonna be the designated driver and I'm not gonna drink because I, I usually I'm not gonna say it's a rule, but it's a guideline and I try to adhere to it as much as possible. It's a good guy. I'm not gonna say though that I didn't, to- you know, I'll get into that later. So anyway, I tried. To- Look, three years ago, I got a DUI in Tennessee. Huh. It's a good guideline. Oh, it is. It's a totally good li- guideline. But I've never had a DWI my whole fucking life. But one night in Johnson City, Tennessee, fucked my yeah, world. Yeah, it, it can happen. That's all it takes, dude. That's all it takes, man. And uh, so basically. I- so yeah, tell them, tell them. So we, we get there. The city so we get there. I drive and I'm like, well, I'm not going to drink. So I just got me some soda and some popcorn because there's nothing like movie popcorn. And we sat back and basically what they were showing was Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. But yes! with Courtney Cronin-Dold, Craig Gass, Don Jameson, and who was the other guy? Izzy. Philip Schaus. Philip Schaus. Okay. And they, Philip it, Schaus was it, there from the Talisman, from Accept, from Ace Fraley's band, from Gene Simmons. So band. they do a, a kind of like a Mystery Science 3000 thing to it. It was a lot of fun. The guys were hilarious. I mean, Craig's impersonation is not just a gene, but he would like throw in Sam Kinison every one, once in a while. And the thing that kills me about it is Sam Kinison, not only does he have a screaming down, but he has that, cr- that, 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 that little uh, that mischievous giggle. That, that Sam always used to do back in the day, you know, and I, I'm a big Sam Kinison fan. So I enjoyed that oh, yeah. to me though, hands down the best joke of the night though. And, and, and like Courtney, Oh, Courtney, Courtney, yes. And Courtney, please tell me, Courtney. Courtney told me straight up when I told her that the night of, of the comedy show later on, she was like, dude, that was a great joke, but let's be honest. It only killed because we're in a house full of a theater full of kiss nerds. I said, "Oh, you're absolutely That's right." True. Like, you know, because it's true. one thing Don Jameson said. I believe even in our interview, he had said that you know doing a comedy show like that, or even the comedy show they did later on Sunday, getting a little ahead of myself, but it's different than just going to a normal comedy show. Like Don doesn't necessarily tell all the same jokes that he told us. 
because we're his people and he knows we're going to get everything he says. Where in the right. other show, it, not that he's not as funny because it's Don Jameson. The guy's fucking hilarious. Oh. But, um, dude, I can't wait to talk about the comedy show Sunday night. All right, yeah. So anyway, Courtney does, but yeah, when she said, like, when they open up the the, the, the uh, case that has the talisman and it's empty, she's like, oh, holy shit. Some of that, that must have been what it was like for the people that ordered the Vinnie Vincent CD box set. And I'm like, oh, my God, it was so fucking funny. The whole theater erupted. Oh. And you're right. That would only work with Kiss fans. Yes. Yeah. But Craig Gass with the fucking... You know, the Gene Simmons jokes the whole time. Well, I time. also like the one he did where and, Sam... Philip Schaus. Where Sam... Philip Schaus, when he's like, I'm walking along the wall, I'm looking at your girl. No, that was Craig. That was Craig that did that. Oh, that was Craig? That was Craig that oh, did God. that, from what I understand. That was it was Courtney that told me and Ralph that. I'm still, I am still trying to find fucking YouTube video of both that and the comedy show. Yeah, uh... So, so anyway, man, so we, we watch the show. We have an absolute blast. Everybody has a great time. And then they showed, what was the thing that they were following up that with, though? Uh, man, it's a, it's a fan-made documentary, and I'm going to hate myself that I don't remember. Now, Hottest Band in the Land, <laughs> some, something like that. The, the kid that made the documentary couldn't be there, and... My take on that was, while it was cool, I mean, we watched, what, maybe 20 minutes of Yeah, it? about half an hour, maybe. Yeah, while it was good, we knew we could watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I will say this, though. It was kind of cool seeing it on the big screen. Seeing Kiss on the big screen it, was cool. You know, I'm not... It was awesome. And seeing Phantom of the Park on the big screen was yeah. awesome. You know, but at that point, it's like, uh... You know, I could watch this at home, because all the guys that were doing the comedy bit, that was strictly for Phantom of the yeah, Park. Yeah, and then they bailed. Yeah, they they well Courtney and uh, Don Jameson left after her mic drop moment with the Vinnie Vincent joke. They had to go do a comedy. Oh, set. okay. So Courtney and Don, they weren't even there after that joke. Oh, I didn't know that. And it was Craig Gass and Philip Schaus the rest of the okay. night. Okay. Or yeah, yeah. So it was it was Craig Gass and Philip Schaus the rest of the night. And and hands up to Philip Schaus because he did a great job that yeah, night. Yeah, I thought they were all funny. I but, enjoyed it. Yeah, but I, well, I, we gotta get up to Philip because he's not a fucking comedian. Right, right. But uh, you know, so we get about a half hour into this thing, and it's like, uh, you know, we can go. So we go out, and you know, you know, Bushy, you know, Bushy's like, well, you know, it's five dollar PBRs. So let me let me grab a beer. And it's such a cool vibe in this fucking place because first of all, it's a theater you can get a beer in. You have this horror memorabilia, sci-fi memorabilia, Gene Simmons on the wall, a cool poster of him. And there's this long-haired dude who I thought I recognized, but I wasn't sure I recognized. He's sitting across the way. He's drinking a fucking beer. And we just, you know, we all just kind of started talking. And Metal Mike, who the fuck were we talking to? We were talking to Brian Powell, the bassist of Resistant Bite. And he recognized us from the crowd because, you know, we were up front. Yes. And, and, oh, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's right. Like, I kept going, man, I know this guy. I know he's somebody but i couldn't quite and then when he said that i was like holy shit and we had a really cool conversation i mean we just talked like um about everything even a little bit about po politics without it getting all ugly and retarded because yeah without, without getting weird yeah, yeah we, we just had a good it was time just a really cool and then thing. he's like and i loved how he, he nicknamed the vaccine the fauci ouchie i thought that was fucking hilarious 
Well, yeah, because that's what I call it all the time. Yeah. But it, but it was great because uh, he was trying to get back to hotel, and and I remember if it was you or me, but like Helton. Yeah. It's like, like, ride with us, Yeah, dude. I just saw so him. He canceled said, yeah, his fucking dude, you Uber. You can ride with me, dude, if you want. And he was, like, really impressed with that. And then when he, we were talking about the podcast and everything, and then he just, like, kind of called us out. I was like, well, why didn't you fuckers interview us? And we were like, bro, know, we, it was right? a lottery, man. We had no choice. It, believe me, you know? Right. like. And he's like, well, we're just going to have to rectify that. And then that's when he fucking gave us his email. We asked, he asked for our email. I even told him about the site. And he told me in that email that he was going to check my show out. I don't know if you did or not, Brian, but if you did, that's amazing. I'm honored. Thank you. Just a really oh, cool yeah. dude. So we take him back. And then he's like, I'm buying you fuckers a beer. And he bought us a beer, hung out with him for a while in the hotel lobby. Ran yeah. back into then, Berno. It, this is the where part where it gets really cool. In the meantime, Berno, he was going to go because he had a ticket. And he decided not to because he wanted to stay. He wanted, he oh, wanted to hang out my with God. How did, I, how, how did I forget Yeah, he this. wanted to hang out with Steel City, remember? So he hangs yes. out with Steel City, you know, and interviews him. Uh and everything, and then when we get back, he gave his ticket. He away. gave his ticket away to Brian Powell. So it's to all. Brian it all comes back to TMS, baby. It all comes hey, back. Yeah, because that, that metalstation.com it hosted the biggest party on that metal station, and then you know all those other guys. Yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> right, right. So I'm fired. No, you're not. So uh, you're not going. <laughs> Uh, no, so it was no, really cool, anywhere. man. You know, so we hung out with him for a while, then Verno, and it was just really cool. And, 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 uh, you know, we were just like, oh my God, that's so funny because I was like, yeah, this is the guy. And Verno goes, dude, I gave him my ticket. So then I said, Brian, I know. check out, this is one of our DJs. He said, holy shit. You know, so it was we, a great laugh had by all. And then in, in, yeah. and in the middle of all that, you said, hey, dude, I'm going to go out and and I said, okay, cool. I'm going to take a piss. I go take a leak. In the meantime, we get separated at this point. So yeah. from, I want you to go from your point of view, and then I will let you know, you know. Okay. So now throughout throughout this day at Rockapod, we have to let everybody know that I have tried to meet the great Lee Gersman. Oh, my God. I forgot times. about that. Oh. Three separate times in New York City. Okay. So we finally got to hang out throughout the day at Rocket Pod. Now, we didn't get to hang out the way I would have liked to because I was busy. I was at work. Right. But you know, know one thing that's really cool is in between my breaks, Lee came up to me and he said, Hey, is there any way I can take a picture with you? And could it be behind your table next to Ralph and Ian's? And I was like, of course, Lee. So we took some pictures. Yeah, it was a badass. It was really, pick. really cool, man. Lee, Lee was amazing because, like, he he was a lot like I thought he would be, but yet he wasn't. If that makes like, he's a lot more reserved in real life, at least when he's not drinking, than he is. On his yeah, podcast. he's very he's very almost almost withdrawn. Yes. In, in his in his manner, almost gentle. I don't want to, you know, but yeah, it was like just real Dude, a gentle giant. Yes. And look, look, I am six foot fucking two. Lee is at least six three, six four. I was taken aback by his height. I was like, brother, I didn't expect you to be that tall. And uh, we all know that Lee's a little eccentric, you know, but he's he's got a brilliant mind, but he's a little eccentric. 
you know, so me and Lee took pictures together. We, you know, we hung out as much as I could. When you went to go take a leak and I went to go have a smoke, I made a phone call. Yeah, you just fucking ditched was, me, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm like, fuck this guy. But, I, but look, I'm a Rocket Pod alumnist, okay? And I know where the party is after the after party. I was planning on going and the party, the party is in Ralph and Ian's room. So I just called Ian up. Hey, you long-haired pussy bitch. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? And he's like, 11.05, come dumpster, come up here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I go upstairs and it's Ralph and it's fucking Ian and it's fucking uh, uh, Lee. And dude, we're just drinking, we're having a good time. And then, and, and then I guess you showed up. Well, this is what happened. Okay, so from my point of view, I couldn't find you. I'm kind of looking for him. I'm like, all right. Well, I didn't want to look like a lost, pathetic bitch, like I'm attached to the hip of, of Bushy. So I'm like, well, I'll just mingle and figure something <laughs> out. And I was planning on going to Ralph and Ian's, but I run into Baco. And Baco has like a shitload of beers with him. Like he must have bought like oh, a shit. bunch of beers. And he's like, Metal Mike, you're drinking with me. You're going to help me finish these beers. So remember, I hadn't really, I hadn't drunk since earlier in the day. I was the destiny drunk. Right, so right. then I start pounding these beers back, hang out with Baco for a while, have a lot of laughs. He introduces me to like, uh, I believe Matt Porter from the Kiss Room, uh, Sonny Pooney, and uh, uh, from uh, dude, you had never met Matt Porter. No, no, I had seen Matt, wow. but I never really was introduced to him properly, you know, and uh, and. And, and then there was a Sonny Pooney from Growing Up Rock. He was a really cool dude. And uh, so I hung out awesome. with them guys for a little while, built a few beers back. But finally, you know, they were off doing their thing. I think they were ready to go to bed. So I'm like, fuck this, man. So that's when I called you. I'm like, where the fuck are you? Even though I knew full well where you were. Uh, you you knew where I was. But the next thing I know, you put me on speakerphone. I was hanging out with the podcast king. Right. And you put me on speakerphone, and I hear Wadzilla and Dr. Fuck and Lee Gerstmann and everybody go, Battle White, come on up. And then I hear, bam, 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 diddly dee, bam. And I'm like, oh, holy fuck, fuck Bill I'm... Wayne? And I'm thinking, is he dude. there? Like, is he there in person? No fucking dude, way. So dude. I rushed. Mike, Mike, you don't even understand. Yeah. I don't remember that. Well, you were fucking trash by that point. So I get. I remember. I remember. Calling Mark, because we fucked with Mark. That's right. Taylor. We did, we did do that. Mark. We did call Mark, but this is before that. So you, I don't remember. So I called you. you. That's fucking and awesome. You got, and so I get up there, man, and Lee and everybody were drinking, we're having a good time, and then Bill's on the phone, and I talked to him for a while because, and that was a big deal for me. People have to realize something, man. There, Bill Wang's the shit. Not only that, but yes, he is very important to me, just as much as Ralph and Ian and Scott Green are. Without those four guys, there is no DJ Metal Mike. I don't have a show on that metal station. I'm not podcasting with Bushy. None of this happens without those four guys. Period. Well, let me let me tell you something I about love Bill, Bill Wang because because it's kind of the same thing. Bill Wang popped into one of my shows one day, and Bill, you know, he would listen. Mm -hmm. But he never let me know he was listening. And then one day I get a text, yo, Bushy, I love this fucking song. Play me some MC Hammer. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so, and, and it'll pop up in my memories every once in a while that, you know, what Bill Wang says, play Hammer, motherfucker, you play Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I call Bill every once in a while. Yeah, man. I do too. I do. Wang, Wang's cool shit. Great guy. Great guy. I, I Dude, oh, God, so much alcohol over that and, weekend. I, I tell people you have to take a lot of pictures and a lot of video yes. because it's hard to fucking recall. And, and, especially if you like to party the way I like to party. And that is an all-weekend party. Yes. You wake up, you start drinking, you go to bed at 2 in the morning because you pass the fuck out. And then you wake up. Guess what? You're not having eggs and ham. You're having fucking alcohol. Right. And and that is what rocket. Yes, body. it is. And and so by that point in time, I've had a few in me by now. So I'm feeling. And I drink them fast. So I'm feeling pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So I get up there, man, and I'm drinking more. Then I'm taking shots of fucking Jack or Jack Daniels with Ian, and I'm feeling. Fuck that Jack yeah, Daniels. All right, whoa, whoa, fuck you, Wadzilla. Get that in a minute. It worked. Work. No, no. Fuck you, Jack Daniels. <laughs> fuck you, Wadzilla. So anyway, um, we're hanging out. I'm talking to Bill. And like I said, it was important to me because – and he even brought her up. He brought up his ex-girlfriend, Gina Elizabeth. Bill and Gina were very, very supportive of me when I first joined the station. They were some of my biggest cheerleaders. They would share my posts. They It meant a lot to me, man. And, and, and it bums me out that they're broke up. As far as I'm concerned, though – Gina, if you're listening, you'll always be the queen as far as I'm concerned, man. And um, yeah, she, she's not. Uh, she's sweet. She's a sweetheart. Um, <laughs> Definitely sweet. De- definite sweetheart. She's not. Okay. She's she's not listening. Oh, she's probably not. But, you know, hey. Doesn't matter, man. <laughs> I mean, def- definite sweetheart, North Carolina girl. And obviously not a Holy Roller Christian cop. Oh, not at all. Like I've had to deal with. Not at all. But, no, she, she's, she's not listening. Yeah, she probably isn't. But, uh. But but at least she's real. She's not Meg. No. Oh oh. Yeah. oh. I, I said it. Oh, shots fired. Snap. Well, you know, I don't know if you saw Bill Wayne's uh, secret uh-huh. group page, but I kind of posted my opinion of all that. Um, I basically is it is her name Mark? Well, what I posted was I'll show you right now. I've got it. which is okay, but just admit it. I, I put this. I always liked Bob. Don't understand the whole fake relationship thing. Fucking yeah, sad. He, he's been great. I mean, the time and energy that had to take, and for what? I don't get it. So I'll just leave this here. And it's a meme of Jan Brady going, oh, they're from my boyfriend, George Glass. Because <laughs> to me, it's the same fucking thing, man. And Eric Jordan, yeah. RMCP, who named himself after the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, said, Mike Tyler, dude, he had to put a lot of effort into it. Because although we never saw pics of them together, that profile seemed le- so legit. And I said, I heard. Absolutely man. legit. I, I got to say this. Fuck you for dating us with your damn Brady Bunch reference. Hey, I, hey I'm, well, there's the movie, too, which has only been like a couple of decades old. So, no, you know. F- no, look, look, if we're going to talk about the movie, you're fired because that's horrible. Uh, hey, but they had George Glass in it, too. So <laughs> fuck off. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so we're hanging out. We're partying. Fucking Ralph's got merciful fate cranking. He's like filming us. We are actually on video. I don't know if this live or Oh, no, I'm day. still waiting for the bushy, bushy, bitchy, bitchy, bushy fucking video. <laughs> so then. Ian has Bushy. Now, had you had more than one shot of Jack, or was that the only shot of Jack? The the second shot I uh, second shot of Jack I had was the shot oh. of Jack. So that was the that was like the the 
the magic bullet then. That was the boom. Okay. Yeah, that was the bullet. But look, if you look at that picture, and we, we may get to that, although I'm sure you've all seen the picture on YouTube <laughs> or uh, Facebook because my friends are cocksuckers. <laughs> if you look, I'm yakking in the toilet. But you're you know, throwing I'm the devil over, horns, yeah. bro. I know this. But I still got the horns going. You still had the horns going, dude. You <laughs> want to know why, Bushy? Because you're metal as fuck. Because I'm fucking. You're metal. fucking metal, bro. Because it takes a metal motherfucker to play and, Debbie Gibson on that metal station. See now, why'd you have to lose me there? You see, you were hey. you were going so well, and then you're like, you gotta throw Debbie Gibson in, which the only thing she ever did was the Playboy spread. That was pretty cool. But yeah. No, that was that was Tiffany, but good try. Debbie didn't get nude for Playboy. I thought she did too. No, it was. It was Tiffany, but yeah, I play her too. Okay, well, anyway, um, but here, but here's the funny thing. Well, you guys are like, I'm like, electric youth. Yeah, that's right. On a metal station, that's metal. You know why? Because that's Johnny Cash, bitch. Go against the establishment. Thank you, Scott Green, for allowing me to do that, and then John Morris and Mike Tyler. <laughs> For let me continue my fucking nonsense. <laughs> You're welcome. But this is the fucked up thing about him, folks. He'll play that and then he'll throw in the latest testament on the side. So he's like, yes. what the yes, fuck? He will. It's like it's like oh, having yeah. a whip. It's not like I like all Debbie Gibson and uh, shit like that. I just I every just once in a while he'll throw in something pop. unconventional. You know. Oh, quit trying to save it. They know what to expect from my show. I play handsome motherfucker. I know. I may play Anthrax. I may play Typo Negative. I play Kiss. I open with Kiss. Oh my God, yeah. But you, but you go to hear some Bobby Brown. Mm. Okay, man. Good Just for saying. you. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> Let's get let's let's Mike. get back to Bushy puking and throwing the devil horns and being metal. Yeah. But anyway, so okay. Ian, yeah, he takes the picture. Um, we kind of had some laughs at his expense. We did. He's all like, "Fuck you guys." Um, For the record, I remember absolutely nothing. After oh, puking. and in between all that, though, we did talk. I, I specifically remember puking. But and I in between all that, we did that. call Mark Alden Taylor of the Freeform Rock Podcast and kind of oh, gave yeah. him some shit. Yeah, Motherfucker, you need to be here, man. Why aren't you here? You know, with your Sorry, boy, Mark. I love you. With your boy Lee Gersman, you should be here, Mark Alden Taylor. Talking to you. Look, as Ian Wadley says, Lee doesn't even have a fucking job. And he got there. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck are you not there, Mark? Yeah, oh Lee, man. Don't give me this bullshit. Well, there's a lot of people that don't like that. We're all friends at Rock and Pod, baby. It don't matter. Right. And and here's the thing, Mark. I think sometimes with you, man, if I, if I can give you a little advice, man, dude, just just be yourself, man. Like you know, it, look, people are going to like you or they're not going to like you. And you've got to learn to just fucking let that shit roll off your back like a duck in water, man. Like, because I'll guarantee you, not everybody likes me. Do I give zero fucks? Fuck no. I don't care. if You you know, I came to that conclusion a long time ago because when I was younger, I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted to be liked. I wanted, and then I finally realized, you know what? I don't care if these fucking assholes like me or not and ever since i've had that attitude i'm not meaning to brag but i got a lot of friends man i got a lot of friends i got a lot of people who care about me man um well it's it's all about mike I, i'm going to interject for a minute it's all about know your audience now we understand 
like like what you and I kind of think alike politically, but we understand that with several of our fellow podcasters, they don't agree with us politically. Right. But there's a way to handle those things outside of our podcasting thing. Right. Like, for example, I got into a discussion one day with Baco. And I just kind of explained my side. And while he still didn't agree, and this is the conversation. By the way, Baco, thank you so much. Because he came up to me and thanked me for this. And I want to say, once again, publicly on air, thank you. He came up and said, dude, you explained it. You weren't a dick. You were concise. You were intelligent. I still don't agree, but I respect that. And that's what it's all about. Now, Mark, you get too pissy about, oh, your faith, 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 God, God, God. Throw it out. It doesn't matter. And, oh, oh, Republic liberal. Fuck that. It's all about the music. It's all about the podcasting. Put all the other bullshit aside. Swallow some pride and bring your sorry fucking ass. Exactly. And your little Mickey Mouse fucking ears <laughs> and your lovely wife to fucking rock and pod. Totally. Put all that bullshit aside. You, Lee, Freeform Rock Podcast, 150 bucks to get a platinum fucking package. And then you, my friend, could interview big rock stars. Yeah. Like Just only like we us, could do man. once a year. Just like us. Yeah, once a year, we could. We're we not do. that big of a podcast. I mean, we do okay, no, we, but we're not like we, on the level. We're not of, of. We're not. We're not Cobras of Fire and Talk to Me and fucking Decibel. Game. Or or even Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We're not any of those guys, man. I mean, those guys. I mean, like I said, we do okay, and, and and my goal is to get bigger. I mean, I think that's why it was great going to this thing and meeting people and networking. That's why you go, you network, network, network. And you know, I'm hoping that we can at least do a biweekly thing so we can you know because i do think bushy that we could potentially be a, i don't want to say as big as those guys but we could be a lot bigger i do believe that in my heart of hearts i do but you know what even if awesome. we don't i don't care i i enjoy doing- i'm sorry life kicked me in the dick but- hey it happened to me dude i remember uh, <laughs> a fucking tree fell on my fucking trailer and i didn't have a show I'm messing with your brother a- I'm messing with you, brother. Man, I'm so messing I get with you. you. Oh, I know you are, but but um, yeah, but as far as like Baco, Baco fucking rules. That guy fucking. Baco, I love Baco. We hung out last year or two years ago. Yep. Uh, we had that discussion through this whole pandemic thing, and while we didn't disagree, we're not enemies. Do you know why? Because he, while he doesn't agree, he understands my side on things. I understand his side on things exactly. And we and we also understand that we agree on a lot more than the media would let you portray. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was a political discussion. And he was thanking me because I wasn't being one of those assholes screaming and holler at him. But guess what? The other side of that is he wasn't being one of those assholes screaming and holler. Yes. At me. We had, we had an exchange of ideas. We didn't agree, but we understood each other's and, and, side. And- and that's what and it's I all miss about. that. Like, what happened to that? It's like everybody nowadays on both sides wants to be in this fucking huge echo chamber where everyone agrees with them, and and it's like they can't fucking handle if somebody has a different opinion about something. And that's not just with politics. Sometimes it's even with music. It's like, dude, dude, like what the fuck, man? Grow a fucking spine, motherfuckers. Grow a spine. I know, and I'm gonna grow a spine right now. I'm gonna grow a spine right now because I'm fucking tired of it. Why the fuck did I wake up in the morning to 
weird pictures of Ian Wadley fondling me. Like, I swear, I need therapy. I need, I, I need to go get tested. I need some penicillin. What the All fuck? Right, I wake so up that, after passing out, and Ian Wadley's, like, cuddling my junk. Can I um, explain how that happened? All right, this is what happened. You got trash. You decided to leave. We were like, all right, Bushy, that's cool. In the meantime, between all that party hanging out, Gersman decided to bail, too. And at first, Ian was getting – I'm like, Wadzilla, I said, he has a plane. He's got to get his plane at, like, 630 in the morning. He has to go, you know. So I kind of defended old Lee, you know, and Wadzilla's like, all right, Metal Mike, interesting point. Come on. And I'm like, where are we going? Well, I'm hungry. Let's go to Waffle House. I'm like, all right. But before we do that, I want to I want to say hello to Bushy. I'm like, seriously? He's like, yes. Oh. And I'm like, all right, man, I'll take you up there. So I mean, because, you know, what am I going to do? It's Wadzilla, man. I can't say no to the guy. So my balls. Thank you, Wadzilla. <laughs> my asshole still has questions. <laughs> well, I can assure you none of that happened. I was there. I, I don't believe you. Oh, we saw a picture. I didn't see you. I didn't see video. Do you really honestly think I would just let Wadzilla just have his way with you, Bushy? I see it in news all the time. <laughs> I mean, what Wad, Wadzilla could have be could have been feeding me the old Jello pudding pop, and you could be Harvey Weinstein and me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, at least bam, bam two political hey, jokes in one episode. Bam. And, but hey, at least your your organs were still there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So anyway, you know, so he takes his photo, you know, <laughs> him messing with you. And you he's like, hey, Bushy, you're like, oh, blah, blah. and I'm like, oh, oh OK, God. interesting. So then he was like, let's go get something. To eat. So we go to we go to uh, uh, Waffle House and apparently they're like closing. And we're like, hold on. I thought you fuckers stayed open 24 hours. Apparently that wasn't the case, or they were just so backed up with people. And Ian's like, well, God damn it, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten. I'm fucking starving. So we get on the phone. We realize there's a, a White Castle open. How the oh, fuck are we going to get there? so far yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, but hey, Ian's my boy. I ain't going to let him down. And he's like, are you cool to drive, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. By that point in time, I'd sobered up a little bit. So I, I, we went, literally, Wadzilla and DJ Metal Mike. Went to White Castles and it was an adventure because it took us a while. And then there was a fucking line there, and we just had really good talks, man. Again, we were talking about some of our political beliefs and, and some things me and Wadzilla agree on, and others we don't, but we're cool and we're respectful. Uh, we talked about Rock and Ron's presence and how much how special that was, and you know, and um, just want to give uh, well wishes and positive energy to Ron and his family during their time of, uh, but you know what, by God, he said he was going to make it to rock and pod and he was fucking there, man. We talked about that. We talked about a lot of different things, man. And, uh, it was just a really cool adventure. And he actually bought my food for me and it was hilarious. He bought himself an entire suitcase of fucking belly pop. <laughs> and he, well, so what was that like? Like six burgers? No, I mean, dude, come it was on, a White huge, Castle. They're team. It was a huge case, dude. Like I don't know how many was in there. Like it was a bunch. That's funny. And then he's like, "Well, That's I'm buying funny. your food, Metal Mike, because you took me, man." So, and I just wanted like two double cheese belly bombers and and some fries and a coke or whatever fuck you know. And uh, he got it for me, and and uh, I'll never forget, man. So we go upstairs, and and we get the food, and he ends up coming to my room. Uh, for something, he, he it was really weird. He took he followed me in a room. I can't even remember why. And then 
I got my food and he's leaving. <clears throat> and then he comes back and goes, bro. Or no, 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 no. He didn't go to my room. We separate. All right, brother. Love you. Have a good one. Blah, 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 blah. He goes. And then he thought he forgot his key or something or his wallet or something. So he comes back and he's like, oh, never mind, man. I got it on me. I'm fucking drunk. And he left. And, and that was it, man. Um, All right. So <laughs> white fucking castle. Mike, you shouldn't have been driving. You're right. You're right. I really had no business. I've already been uh, yelled at by a few people for it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, by the time I came back, man, especially, I mean, fuck, because, dude, it took forever. It was, it was, well, dude, that White Castle, you pointed it out to us later on Sunday, which is pretty much the last day that we got to hang out. You pointed out that White Castle, dude. That was a minute away. Yeah, it was. And I don't, I don't mean sixty seconds. I no, mean that was a drive. It was a drive, dude. It was a drive, man. That's hardcore. It was. So we we get up the next day, and really, I thought I was going to sleep in. We did not sleep in. No. <laughs> What, 8 o'clock in the morning, I think we were up Sunday morning? Something like that, yeah. It was something stupid. And, of course, I immediately, I beelined to the fucking lobby because I need coffee. They were out of coffee. Now, I do have to say, somewhere, I don't know if it was Saturday, I don't know if it was Sunday, somewhere in there I got to talk to Tommy Skeel because he's a smoker and a coffee drinker. And uh, I just had to say, hey, Hey, man. And I had to tell my Frankie Hannon story. And I think I've told my Frankie Hannon story on this uh, podcast before. Fuck it. Tell it again, man. Who cares? Okay, so, uh, yeah, for context. I was seeing a Moondog Maine. Moondog Maine was Frankie Hannon's band when he left Tesla. And uh, they were opening for Def Leppard. This is 1999 at the... uh, uh, Fairgrounds in Syracuse, New York. Def Leppard was the headliner. Um, Moondog Maine played a killer fucking set. And, you know, well, well, Bushy hasn't changed much over the years, okay? So I was drinking. I'm having a good time. I had to piss. I had to piss. I had to piss. So Moondog Maine finishes her set. I run to the latrine, the toilet, the bathroom, whatever you want to call it. You know, I do my thing. I come out, I wash my fucking hands real well because I was a nurse and a combat medic and that's what I do. I hear what I think is Def Leppard warming up. It's not. It's all the text, you know. But I come running around the corner to get back to my seat because I had good seats. I was like five rows deep, you know. And I ran full bore into Frankie Hannon. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry, man. I was like, oh, oh, shit, Frank. Oh, fuck, man, great show. Here, let me buy you a beer. Long story short, I drank three beers and smoked a joint with fucking Frank Hannon before Def Leppard started, and I went out and saw Def Leppard. So I had to have a conversation with Tommy because Tommy's out there smoking cigarettes in the morning, drinking coffee. And I'm like, dude, you know, I, I, I got to say, I ran into your ex-partner, because I don't know what their relationship is, and I didn't want to piss them off. Right. I said, I ran into your ex-partner back in 1999 when he was playing with Moondog Maine, like literally ran into him. You know, and, and I recapped that whole story, and I was like, and I and I, 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 I got to say, 
you know, like I told Frank, I'm going to tell you, is this going to be a Tesla knockoff? And I said, and Tommy, dude, this shit's so much better. <laughs> you know? Yes. I'm like, it's so heavy. It's so different. It's so great. And he really appreciated that. Really How appreciated that. How do you pronounce that. his last name again? Skio. Okay. I know it looks like I know it looks like Skiach. Okay, Skio. Skio. Yeah, I did pronounce it yeah, right Tommy on the Skio. air last night. I thought I did, but I wasn't hundred percent sure because I played some resistant bite on my show last night. So. That's badass because I did not get their album. I know that the uh, other guitar player was going to give me this CD, but I never made it back over. Uh, there. Bildo got it and he had it signed. And he hooked me up, so I was able to. Well, you you need to hook me up. I will do that.
motherfuckers up a Bildo and run, 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 run. That's run. just the way he's built, man. Bildo's a guy who, when he goes places, he wants to fucking check everything out that he can. He he loves to plan trips. And I told him at the time, I'm like, dude, that's all well and good, but some of these things I'm not going to be able to do with you. I'm going to be busy interviewing and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but he knew Sunday, well, you're going to the oh comedy show. God. So we're going to... Yeah, but the comedy show was it to what? 7 o'clock at I night? Know. Oh, no, I'm asking. It was 7 o'clock yeah, at night, right? 7 o'clock. Because, because I want to preface this by saying, Bildo for real though, suck my dick though. <laughs> this motherfucker... Had us running all day. That's true. That's like true. for real, running all day. Because I think him and OCD, maybe 9.30 or 10 o'clock, they were ready to go. And well, we took a lift into town, in, in, you know, into the heart of the city. They wanted to go to the, uh, was the Country Music Walk of Fame. We found out that wasn't that great. Yeah. And uh, then he just and then dude, and then we went to we went to what Jack White's studio yeah, uh, well, his record yes, store his record store it's Third Man Records which is a record and memorabilia shop but also has a recording studio believe it or not Jack actually has and the Blue Room adjacent where they record yes, live recording right. he has offices and, the and they press records yes there. he has an office in the back and various famous musicians come record there. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't really check out the studio. The studio, studio stores were suspended or still suspended at that time, but it was still cool. I mean, I found out some of the bands I like, like Sleep and the Melvins, and they're on J uh, Jack's record label now, and it was pretty cool, man. It had a really cool vibe. Um, it was cool. I knew none of the bands that you guys were talking about. I knew none of the music they were playing, but I dug the hell out of it. It was a very, very cool vibe. Well, I know you'd like sleep. I mean, you like Black Sabbath, so you know, there you go. You right. Know. Well, can I can I ask you this question? Yes, sir. We we've got to be able to talk about this because you know because we're walking to the next place wherever the fuck Bill's dragging us. <laughs> and it's next to I I could tell us a homeless type shelter place, and there are. Maybe eight or ten African American males and one white male hanging out on one side of the street. I almost forgot about this. Oh, I can't because it was so fucking funny to me. But there was one of these men. Because are, are we allowed to say black without sounding fucking racist? One of these black men came across the street, and as we're walking by, and now understand, me and fucking uh, Metal Mike were bald. We shave our heads. Why? Because we're fucking bald. But I hear on my left side, because we're on the right side of the street, I hear, no, 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 don't go near them. That's white people. Stay away from them. That's white people. That's white people. They kept saying, and I got screaming white power also. And I'm like, whatever. Well, well Bildo said that was the, the, the white guy doing that. But it, but, it, but it was interesting to me because I giggled. You know, I giggled because that, that shit cracks me up. And were you like head down, walk forward? I looked back at him, laughed. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I just <laughs> ignored him. I mean, I'm like, I'm not even gonna dignify him with a fucking response. I didn't care. Oh, I wasn't scared. I absolutely will because me, if they'd have gotten stupid with me, um, they would have been. Look, I had I had full faith in myself. I had full faith in Metal Mike. I had full faith in Billo. OCD. 
I don't I don't know if he can throw down. He's awful quiet. <laughs> well, see, it's those quiet guys you got to look out for, man. They're the ones that go psycho and fucking kill for the CIA and shit, you know. I know, right? But from there, and, and those guys were quiet. I really would have loved to have gone over and talked to them, but it did it it uh it did seem hostile ish. Like, cause the white dude was starting to shit. Yeah. You know. But you know, we kept walking and we went down onto Broadway, and we went into this bar. What the the the, the trailer park something or another. Ah uh, yes, I've got it right here. Hold on. Oh what god, moment. this place. This was Bushy's kind of fucking bar. The Paradise Park Trailer Resort. Yes, sir. Yes. It was awesome. This was Bushy's kind of bar. It's a hole in the wall. Now, first of all, when you walk down Broadway in fucking... Uh... Now, look, I've walked down Broadway in New York City. It is not nearly as loud. With all the traffic and all the people, it's not nearly as loud as Broadway and fucking Nashville. Because every bar has a band. And it seems like all these buildings have a bar on every level. So it's just music pounding. So we walk into this place, this paradise, what's it called? It is called, let me look again, fucker. <laughs> uh, paradise <laughs> Park Trailer Resort. Oh, God. $6 Natty Light Pictures. It said no cover charge, which is also pimp. And, and by the way, we're all sweating our balls off, except for OCD, because he wore a light-colored shirt. We're all wearing dark you know, black shirts, you know? So we sit down in front of the fan, and there's this great band playing. They told us her name was the Band of Gypsies, and I'm pretty sure Dakota wanted me, the lead singer. She was so hot. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Well, I know, I know one pictures. thing for sure. Whether she wanted you or not, I couldn't say for sure. But I know one thing. We all wanted her. Just throwing that out oh. there. God damn, she was hot, man. That's for sure. But who was she interested in? Go ahead and say it, Madam Mike. I'll let you. Um, she seemed to kind of interact with you more than me. <laughs> God, you're being such a douchebag. Just let it happen. Let it flow. It's okay. I mean, I found my grandmother dead in bed, Bushy. Would you like to talk about that, you fucker? <laughs> like, 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 Metal Mike looked at me and said, Oh, you pretty motherfucker, you. You and those fucking eyes is what I said. <laughs> but, but anyway, we're, we're, we're sitting in this place. We're having a good time. And I expected to be listening to country because we walked in. Weren't they kind of playing country? A little bit. But here's the interesting thing about that whole vibe of, of, of uh, Broadway, what I loved about it was each bar that we passed by, like back in the day, it would have all been country. Let, let's be honest. All I mean, country. Nashville was the country music capital of the world for a long time. It still is to a certain extent. I mean, let's be real about it. Yeah. It is. It, it, it is. Now, granted, you had your Willie Nelsons and your guys that went moved to Austin and said, fuck you, Nashville. Like our good friend Jack Gibson said in his interview, and I agree with him 100%. And oh, he, can't wait to air that interview. That's going to be a good Yes, episode. it is. And, you know, it was interesting because it's like what Jack said was absolutely true. They made Nashville come to them because Nashville at that point in time was very controlling, wanted their, all their artists to kind of conform to what they wanted them to. And a lot of people didn't want to argue with them because 
it was this huge music machine. And and it, right, and, and, and country Nashville. music it still has a huge presence in Nashville. But is our good friend. Yes, yes, it does. But is our the good boys, friend Ian Wiley always says. But my God, the rock, the rock. I mean, rock and roll oh. and metal and punk. And I do. I'm walking down there, and I'm hearing blues. I'm hearing bluegrass in one bar. I'm hearing blues in another. I'm hearing rock. I'm hearing metal. I'm hearing grunge. I'm hearing punk. I'm hearing country. I mean, it was fucking. There was a couple places that had DJs playing fucking party music. I mean, it was so crazy. Dude, greatest city ever. Bushy is moving to fucking Nashville. Dude, I I wish I could, man. I even posted a picture while you're videotaping Dakota. I went up there and took some selfies of me while they're doing their thing. And I even said right here, daddy's got to say it. I fucking love Nashville, Tennessee. I would live here if I could. Of course, I had a friend go, you can, you can do it. And I'm like, well, I have family obligations, folks. If I didn't, Mm. if I didn't, and who knows what's going to happen in the future. Maybe one day I might try to make the move. I'm serious, man. I love it down there that much. Let me tell you this, Metal Mike. This is the beauty of growing up in the military. I'm in a small fucking honky-tonk, po-dunk, hypocritian mountain town in the mountains of western North Carolina. Guess where my nearest family is? Seven and a half hours away in northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have ties like that because I grew up in the military, I guess is the point I'm yeah. trying to say. Dude. Nashville, we're, we're sitting there in that bar, and as if Dakota, and I'm sorry, Band of Gypsies, they're a, I would hope they have some cover music, they or, or some original music, they definitely do some great covers, the guitar player, that dude fucking wailed, the drummer was sick, and the old guy on the bass, probably one of the best backup vocalists I've ever heard, but dude, Dakota was hot as fuck. Yes, she was. But there's... We were walking around that town. There's so much great music happening. But we're sitting there. And the great thing about Nashville, Broadway, is all these bars and restaurants, they have open windows. And I don't mean like the curtains are drawn. I mean like there's no fucking glass. So you hear everything. That's why it's the loudest street I have ever been on. And I've been on Broadway. I've been to Times Square. No, this is the loudest fucking place I've ever been to. But the donk. Oh, Metal Mike, can we talk about the donk for a minute? Oh, by all time, by all means. Oh, me and Metal Mike were like, because Metal Mike's 50, I'm almost 50. And we're just like, oh, 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 oh my God. What the fuck? They didn't build them like that when we were young. Hell no. Hell no. I, I understand Double live gonzo now. I understand it. <laughs> Ted Nugent, Nashville. About to break into Wang Dang Speak Poon Tang and says, We're going to dedicate this to all that Nashville pussy. Oh. Yeah. Bushy's going to fucking Nashville. <laughs> and that's cool because that just gives me one more reason to go down there more often, dude. So I'm all for you moving down right. there. And like I said, but but, when, but they, just so you listeners know, Bushy's looking for a hot blonde with low morals and daddy issues. <laughs> that's why I'm going to Nashville. Right on. Man. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, we had a great time there. 
And we stayed there for a while. Six dollar pitchers. We got fucking drunk. I mean, I was drinking at the hotel before we even left, but we were drinking. And we went to this barbecue place. And, oh, what was it? Jack's? What was that barbecue place? Ooh, good question. Because it's, it's right there on Broadway. And, and Bildo was like raving about this place. Because I pointed it out. I was like, I've got to find this place. And he told me the name. I'm like, yeah, it's right there. That was hard. <laughs> um, yeah, he... Oh, fuck, what was it called? Uh, I, I'm going to look I for it. Say it was... I think he had it on, you know, it's on the Facebook, man. I just got to scroll down here. But, yeah, he, uh, well, it was really good food. It don't matter. But we my favorite moment, you know what, joint. what my favorite moment of that was, though? Um, What's that? It was, uh, well, it doesn't say. It's got his food, but it doesn't. Don't. Don't worry about the barbecue place. What was your favorite? Well, it's when we were waiting in line and those cute black girls were waiting on us and Bill tried to put me down and I said something about doing his mom and I don't know. I mean, I made a joke at him and his mom's expense and and the black girls are like, he got you. He got you on that. And I'm like, but see me living in the South. I was able to look at that from behind you guys while you guys were having that exchange. And if you could see how wide-eyed they were, like their eyes got huge, like they could not believe that conversation was even happening. That's why I'm in the trouble. I'm now, was was this the girls that waited on us? Is this people standing in yeah. line? No, that no, it was the girls that were waiting on us. See, that's awesome. They laughed because at first they fucking laughed. Oh, they they absolutely laughed, but they could not believe that's what just came out of their mouths. <laughs> But we had this great barbecue, and then we had to go to fucking, basically to Mercy Lounge, but it was the other side of the Mercy Lounge, the high watt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, yes. And yes, this, sir. Because we were going there for a comedy show, and man, I, it was basically the talisman. And I'm sorry, Mike, I hope you're soberer than I am. Because I know Philip Schaus did a set, but two other guys did a set, and I've watched all three of these guys perform two years ago at the pre-party concert, but I cannot remember their names, and they play for Ace Fraley right now. Um, like, well, they're they're called the Rock and Roll Residency, and they do have another name. Um, well, they were, but Philip Schaus is playing for fucking acceptance. Yes, so I don't even know if that's no, happening. No, no, they're still doing that. They're still part of the Ace Fraley band. They're still the rock and roll, but he's playing for Accept too. That guy's like fucking super busy, man. Oh hell yeah! Um, then they have the Talisman. The Talisman, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, well, they did comedy sets. Yes, they did. And they were fucking hilarious. They did a great job, man. They all did a great job. I mean. And let's give it up for Courtney Crow and Dole because, oh my God. Yeah, I think it was kind of her uh, brainstorm, man, or at least it seemed it, to be. It is. Yeah, it was her thing. It's like, let's get these guys up here that never do comedy. I'll write them some jokes. It, dude, their delivery, their timing, everything was so great. It, it was a good time. It was. It was a real good time. It was a great time, man. And Don Jameson, I'm sorry. And, and, and without a... A, a video podcast, you cannot appreciate how funny fucking Don Jameson was because 
he he was dropping pedophile jokes, and 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 I know, like, <laughs> oh my god, he's making pedophile jokes. But you don't understand. He would drop a joke, and then he would turn to his right, our left, to the green room where the other comedians were, you know, hanging out. And he would like hold his finger up and go, "Yo, yeah, that's that's number one." They come back to the mic, and he would drop yes. another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, he wouldn't see, do it like two, right after two. another. He would do one, then no, some other things. Then he'd do another one, and he turn around and go, "That's two. It was hilarious, yeah. dude. He got four in. It was so fucking funny. Yes, yes, it and, was. And and for a co-headlining show, Jameson Craig Gas. I don't know if I can pick a favorite. I can pick favorite jokes. Yeah. But I can't pick a favorite headliner. Yeah, they were both great. The, they were both great. Because the you know, the pedophile jokes and and I'm sorry guys, I'm they're they're just fucking funny because, you know, that shit is always hilarious. But fucking Craig Gas telling that story <laughs> about about Gene Simmons being pissed the fuck off at him. And then, you know, his writer for coming to do the Howard Stern show. Craig Gass can't be there. <laughs> you know? And and just Gass's fucking delivery is like, okay, wait a second. What if, wouldn't it be funny if I was? <laughs> right there, you're set up for such a great fucking joke. And he's talking about he's in full makeup, the demon boots, you know, I don't know what era of Kiss he decided to dress up as, but he's in all that gear. And yeah, Gene Simmons in the fucking studio. He's talking to Howard Stern and Robin Gibbons and all them and having a great thing. And Craig Gass kicks the door in, coming in, I'm the real Gene Simmons. And apparently you can find all this footage on YouTube. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, so they have this big argument back and forth about the real Gene Simmons. But what you may not be able to find on YouTube, Craig Gass says that after all that, you know, they go to commercial, whatever, or maybe the show's over. Gene walks up to Craig Gass and says, that takes balls. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) That shit was so fucking great, dude. What a great time that was. Yes, it was. I mean, the whole show was fucking great, man. Like, you know, uh, may have been in some ways the funnest event there. Even Bill said that, you know, like it was really funny. Everybody was really great. Uh, we had a lot of laughs, man. Uh, of course, Sinsack and Aaron Camaro and and um, Doctor Fuck was there along with a few other people. Uh, we yeah, Manny was there. Yeah, it was. It, Dude, everybody was there. Yeah, I it was, think. yeah, it was. Alan Tate from fucking uh, what is it uh? Uh, Alan Tate is the Ages of Rock. I believe so. Man, I, man, I love Alan. Yeah, Tate. everybody there was. We we had such a good time, and but after that, Bildo wanted to go back downtown, and this was the part where I'm like, okay, dude, I'm ready to go back to the hotel. I'm tired. I'm fucking drunk, and I wasn't really you feeling know it after that. I got to be honest. I, you, I was, I was, I was kind of with you, but I was in a particular situation at that point. And at that point, I was like, okay, I'm good with whatever. I would have much rather gone back and done this episode from the hotel. It's what I wanted to do, you know. But with Bill, it just seemed to mean so much. So I was like, all right, bro, let's go. But even he said later, he's like, yeah, dude, we should have just went home. We should have went back to the hotel. I said, well, I told you, man. Because oddly enough, Dakota and the Band of Gypsies was way better than whatever that fucking band we yeah, walked in. Yeah, they weren't that great, later that man. Night. They weren't that great. Um, 
The lead singer was hot, but not as hot as Dakota. And the rest of the band wasn't that good, man. But, uh, yeah. I mean, still, though, all in all, an absolute fucking blast, man. I mean, you know. Yeah. uh, Greatest rocket pot ever. And I got to meet my co-host face-to-face. It wasn't quite as long as it took me to meet my last co-host. But it was even more special because we have a bigger bond with doing the live radio thing. And being part of that you know, metal station family. I mean, you know. Uh, well, th- well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, even if we know, had, I, I've been involved even, with a station. like Even if we hadn't done Nights at the Turntable, which I absolutely love doing, you know, it was a lot of fun. But I still think there's there's just there's that bond alone is what I'm saying. There's a wicked camaraderie because we have a staff chat that nobody knows about, even though they all know about it, where we talk and cut up and, you know, some people aren't as active and I'm not as active when I'm not able to do my show as much, but there's such a, there's such a great camaraderie, especially when you're dealing with a motherfucker like me, (laughs) you know, that. It's like, okay, yeah, we have all these metalheads and punk heads and, you know, devil heads and, you know, all that shit. Well, well yeah, we, we got this guy. That's, that's, that, well, yeah, Bushy. Um. <laughs> we love you, Bush. You know it. They're like, well, that's our special ed. Yay! Hey, I like Britney Spears, yay! <laughs> we let him do a show. I like Hanson, yay! <laughs> But it was it was it was such an experience and, and and Monday was Monday was nothing it was like get up and we had check out and I had to leave it was bittersweet man because I didn't want it to end I ain't gonna lie brother I had so much fucking fun and next year not only do we have to have our shit together as far as cards stickers all, all that shit. We have to, like, Dale was in the chat room, Dale Chaotic, he wants to go. He said the only reason why he couldn't go, fucking car was fucked up, man, or he was going to go. He was going to actually plan it on surprising us. Samuel Wetz, DJ Samuel wants to go, and that's going to be interesting because he's the youngin in the group. He literally is not even 21, but he'll be 21 next year. And we all know his adopted stepfather, Ian Wadley, is going to get him completely hammered. And it's going to be interesting yeah. to see. Well, 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 his uncle Bushy will try to put the nail on the coffin. Well, and so will Uncle, uncle DJ Wadley. Metal Mike. Metal Mike's going to be like, "Come here, buddy." But no, I'm. I, and you know, we had Verno. Verno's planning on coming back. So I'm even hoping we have a bigger presence next year than we did this year. It'd be well, amazing. Look, I'll uh, listen to me. Hear me out, because you're a co-owner and you could talk to John Morris. There's a sponsorship thing that's available every year if Chris decides to do it. And we all know Chris is going to do yeah. it. Yeah. If Sidzak doesn't do it, we'll have to all converge on Nashville and just beat the dog piss out. He's going to do it. This is the greatest it. event ever. He'll do it. He'll do it. But I, but I think TMS should fucking sponsor, and I think we should represent. But I'm still going to represent the Plug Podcast, and I think you know what that's you know metal. That's an idea that has occurred to me. I even thought about approaching. Chris with it this year but the only reason why I didn't was because there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes at the station so but next year I'm gonna approach Chris about it I'm gonna find out how much it costs what we would have to do and 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 go from there man because I think it would be really cool I think it'd be a good way to promote the station 
Well, well, you have a lot of podcasts down there that are associated with the station. Right. So. I mean, Verno. Has to, and anything to help Ralph, those guys Ralph out. You podcast. know what I mean? Yeah, Ralph does a podcast with Ian. There's us. That's three podcasts yep. associated with it right now. You know? So, yeah, I definitely think, uh, uh, you know, it, it couldn't fucking hurt. You know? I'll tell you that right now. I- I'm just I'm just putting it out there. You don't have to commit to anything. No, 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 no. But it's not a bad idea, Bush. It's like I said, it's a, the thought has definitely crossed my mind. Uh, and for a guy like me that loves those quote unquote legacy acts and those old hair metal guys and old rock and roll guys, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's like a twofold for me. It's like, yeah, my station's fucking sponsored this bitch, and I got a podcast. Ho, what's up? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure, man. But yeah, I'm gonna. I think I might approach Chris about that and say, hey, dude, what would it take? And first of all, though, I got to talk to my partner in crime. Uh, well, talk, see t- talk to Duckets. Yeah, talk to <clears throat> Duckets, but give 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 Sinzak some time. Oh, right? yeah, I'm that, not going to bother him now. Fuck that, man. But, um, but That's one of those wait till he advertises the next one. These are the days for the next Rocket Pod and we know we got And and another reason why I didn't hit John up was because I knew he was planning, because originally he was going to do a different show that he was promoting on the East Coast, and that ended up being a tribute or a fundraiser for his friend from the Old Bridge, uh, Melissa. Metal Militia. Yeah, Metal Militia, uh, Chris. So, you know, um, hopefully nothing like that's going on. Uh, next year and, and even if it is man you know I, like i said i'm gonna look into it and see how much it would cost man and, and, um well it's just an idea right what, what are your so we we did the don jameson interview which is fucking great yes sir overall thoughts for the weekend because we have a lot more content because we have so many more fucking uh uh, uh interviews to air uh and we have some station plugs that we're going to get on Oh, well, for sure. I mean, overall thought, your overall thoughts, podcaster. <sighs> I don't want your comparison anymore. Um, it was an amazing. Fuck your fan, it was, podcaster. It's a, it was an amazing experience. I have my podcaster badge right here hanging above me. Um, I, I, I would definitely, would, will definitely do it again. Um, whether or not TMS is a sponsor or not, it's irrelevant to me. I will be there and I will have a presence and, uh, I can't wait for next year. I mean, it's 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 as simple as that, man. And uh, yeah. And another thing that was really cool about this, which is something that surprised me, and I didn't mention it till now, we had the interviews that we were scheduled for, but we had so many people approach us about interviews. You know, we had the president of the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. We did an interview with him. Right. We had uh, this guy uh, by the name of Kevin B. Um, Klein. Klein. He hit us up for an interview. Really sweet guy. Really cool dude. We had uh, um, a dude from an Iron Maiden uh, tribute band, and me and Verno interviewed him for his podcast. I mean, it was just really cool having people actually. I was not expecting that, man. I was not expecting that at all. So that was really cool, man. That is the beauty of rock and pod, and I and I'm glad you got to experience all that because that's everything I experienced before, and I and I, you know, I tried to half-ass warn you like it's work, because it is work when you. 
but it's so but it's much not fun. hard work. We're doing what yeah, we you're love enjoying do. what you're doing. I mean, doing. Jesus Christ, dude. Exactly. We just got to figure out a way. It's kind of like with our interview with Ricky Rackman, and I don't want to give anything away, but the part where he was talking about the ball and how much of his time and effort and money he put into it, but yet he wasn't really yeah, making but, the, but we got to figure out a way to fucking monetize this shit, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you know, because if we God. could do that to where I could just quit as a nurse and do this shit full fucking time, are you kidding me? It wouldn't even feel like work. You know? I know, for real. Well, look, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast funded the first two Rock and Pod Expos, and they're not getting paid to do it. No. So. And you know what? It, it, and at the end of the day, I don't really care. I do this because I love it. It's as simple hey, as that, man. That was a joke. That was, that was a joke. What I, fun? I, I, no, I would love to great. get paid what I do. I, w- I would love to get paid for what I do. But if guys bigger than us can't get paid. Uh, you got a point. I don't know. I mean, I'll sell my dick. I mean. Is that what you got to do? I'll let you suck my dick for like $10 a download. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> damn, dude. I, I don't know about it. If you want to do that, if you want to pimp yourself out and, and prostitute yourself, Bushy, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. I might try to talk you out of it. But if you're determined, um, then I won't, you know, interfere. But, you know, I'm not selling my ass. <laughs> oh, shit. This has been an absolute blast, dude. Just doing the recap here has been fucking awesome, dude. It, dude, this has been a great time. Uh, I wish we could have done this Sunday night. I know, I know. All right, I am sorry, pluggers. Because, yeah, I don't like, they're called pluggers. And you know what happens when you listen to the plug podcast? You plug in. Apparently, I was talking about something, and I can't fucking remember. I just know it was a great fucking weekend. It was a great experience. I, God, Sinzak, you pretty long-haired motherfucker. I'm so <laughs> jealous of your hair. Like, his hair is better than Eric Camaro's, because Eric Camaro's got the receding thing going on, and I expect that from him, and he's a wrestler, so he probably kicked my ass. But Sinzak, he grows all that beautiful shit out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for what you put up. Dude, your vision went from a strip mall across the street from fucking the Grand Ole Opry to Billy Sheehan. You went from Gunnar Nelson, which I'm not hating on. Oh, I know. You love Mark Slaughter, shit. which I'm not hating on. To Vinny Apathy. Carmine Apiece. Fucking uh, Ron Keel is a staple. And can we take a moment and think about he whom we lost that has been at every single rockin' pod? Gary Corbett. He's been there every single time. And Sinzak actually introduced me to Corbett. Oh, really? At the last rockin' pod. I was able to talk with him. It was not on mic. It was outside. We were all having a smoke. Cool. Yeah, he Rest seemed like peace. a really sweet guy. I never met Gary personally. Um, I enjoyed his appearances on the Decimal Geek. I, I loved his Derek Carr stories. He seemed like a really cool dude. And it was a rough Such a... rough period for rock and metal. I mean, we lost him. We lost Jeff LaBar. We lost fucking... Oh. Um, 
Oh, the drummer, Joey Jordison from Slipknot. It was just like, fuck, man. And Dusty Hill, Dusty from, Hill fucking from ZZ, ZZ fucking Top. Top, man. Like, I'm like, God damn, man. Like, really? Now, the only other thing I want to mention before we get out of here. All right. Is a certain person was given an award, and I wasn't even there for that. I don't even know how that happened or when it happened. Rather, I know how it happened. But Rocket Rock. Yes. Man, we love you. And you are super deserving. I'm sorry I wasn't there for the ceremony or. That was uh, the Spirit the, Award. Is that what they called it or something? That yeah. The Spirit of Rocket Pod or something. Yeah. Like you had a microphone around. I know. That was so yeah, awesome. I, I wasn't there for that. But Rocket Ron, let me tell you this. From myself, and I'm going to speak for my co-host, but then I'll let him speak. We love you. Metal Mike, am I wrong? Fuck no, man. Rock and Ron rules. I mean, um, I don't really... My interaction with Ron was mostly online, um, but I was... I mean, what he brought to Decibel Geek and the things he did for him, and he was just a really cool, fun-loving guy. and, And, you know, I just walked up, shook his hand, told him I was honored to finally meet him and that I'm wishing him, you know, I'm sending him positive energy, man. And to, you know, keep fighting the good fight and to stay metal, man, which is something I tell all the listeners, but yeah, Ron's a great guy. Uh, and it just shows you that he had the will. It was like, fuck it one way or the other. He was coming to this. Fucking yep. thing. He didn't give a fuck. Yep. He looked cancer in Went the fucking chemo. face. He's like, he looked cancer in the fucking face and fuck you cancer. You can't bring me down, just like the Suicide Tennessee song. Ron Fuck fucking yeah. rule, dude. And we're going to continue to send you positive energy so you can kick the fucking shit out of this fucking bullshit cancer, man. Fuck cancer. Oh. You know, I've lost too many cool people to it already. Fuck motherfucking cancer, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, let's. Hell yeah, let's get up for Rock and Ron. I went up to him and I said, hey, Ron. I love you, brother, and you need to know that we're, everybody is behind you. I, I have never seen a community this big rallied around somebody so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rock, rock and Ron, you fucking rule, and we're, we're hoping, we're praying, those that pray. We're sending positive energy. We're shaking our dicks. We're sacrificing chickens. We're doing everything we can, brother. Yes, sir. To help you along your journey, man, because you fucking rule. And I know it's going to be hard, but we're here with you all the way. Totally, totally, man. Uh, Metal Mike. Yes, sir. I don't, I don't, I don't think we need to do a plug, do we? Uh, you know what? Let's just plug the fucking rocking pod, man, for next fucking year, motherfuckers. If you weren't there, you missed it. You need to be back there. And I'm calling my fellow dj and podcaster out brian davis i know you couldn't make it this year brother you gotta be there next year i don't know if you know this about brian but he recently had cut his hair for some charitable thing like brian had had a a long mane now when i first met him he had short hair but yeah he he, threw that shit out i'm like oh you fuck he he grew the covid mane it's not like he had long hair it's like he had time on his hand look bro i don't give a fuck it was long hair (laughs) something i don't possess you're missing the point bushy 
Yeah. Fuck you, Brian Davis, with your little fucking COVID hair. Yeah, we love you, Brian. <laughs> but uh, it, anyway, we absolutely love yeah. Brian Davis and, and, and Vince Cavanaugh because he couldn't. Yeah, that that's another and... one I was hoping I'd get to meet, man. I never got to meet Vince. Dude, he seems like a cool motherfucker, though, man. Dude, he really is. I got to run into both those guys at the last. Awesome, right awesome, there. man. Um. Yeah, so promote and uh, no final thoughts. Final thoughts um, for me, uh, Rocket Pod twenty twenty two motherfuckers, keep fighting the good fight and stay metal, man. We love you all. Thank you for supporting the Plug Podcast. Thank you for po- supporting that metalstation dot com, where we will continue to bring metal mostly to the masses. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Well, I knew you'd say something, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna fucking cover that shit. <laughs> I gotta hit it real quick. That's what your mom said. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, who am I talking to? <laughs> damn. You know what? You know what my final thoughts are. What's that, brother? Well, yeah, I've got to promote Rocket Pod too. You know, make sure you're there next year. But make sure you you uh, support your rock and metal fucking community. Yes, sir. Buy new music. Support the new bands. All the time. All the time. Buy them. See them. Buy the fucking t-shirt. Buy the button. Buy the patch. And oh, by the way, motherfuckers. Bye, vinyl. And we'll see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother. Can you keep them in the dark for life? Can you hide them from the waiting?